Hello, everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. I am your host, Brad Ellis. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Damiani. How's it going? And our guest this episode, Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Ah, it feels good to be back. I feel like it's been a while since I've been in this seat. I don't know from Frame Trap, but it hasn't been, but it just feels like... Oh, a lot of stuff has it happened. Hasn't. That's I probably guess, why. I guess yeah. a lot of news has happened. We had a pretty busy week last yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's a ton of stuff to talk, talk about. I've been very busy with games. Everyone's been super busy playing stuff. So we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Before we do, if you like what we do, check us out on patreon.com slash easy allies. That's how we're, that's how we're supported the most, definitely. It's the lifeblood of this company for sure. Also, if you enjoy the show, leave us good ratings on, you know, like pod, what are your podcasts, whatever you listen to, thumbs up, your stars, whatever, we'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Also, check out our merch store. We got merch up there. Yeah. I, like, never talk about got this. I always forget shirt. about it. We got yeah. this shirt right here. Mysterious, Mysterious Monster yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah check that shit out. Check that out. Got some good stuff. All the monsters on the back. That's right. Um, Let's just get right into it. I've been playing this game, and I've been waiting for this a while. I played. I did a preview event for, uh, like, last year. The game is Wild Hearts. Yes. Oh. So this is a, a monster hunter... It's a hunting. I guess that's the genre. They call it hunting. a hunting game. A hunting yeah. game is the hunting genre. Uh, I believe this is with Koei Tecmo and uh, EA. EA, EA of all people. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of branching well known, out well more known groups that work together a lot. Yeah, in the past, right? that's why I think this is so <laughs> interesting. I mean, they did. Um, you know, you think about all those Joseph Ferris games. They work with them on stuff like yeah. that. But it's like they're just starting to do other games. I think that's really cool. But uh, yeah, this is a hunting game where you're out in zones, very much like Monster Hunter, and you're killing dudes, and it's a good time. It's a real good time. Yeah, it looked really cool in all the the trailers. Um, yeah, when you came back after playing it, mm -hmm. you were pretty. Uh, yeah, you're pretty. You pretty, know, pretty positive on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm very curious. My most, the thing I'm most curious about is its unique things it does differently from Monster Hunter. The Katakuri. Like, yeah. I want to know how that like how that feels now that you've cool. spent more time with so, it because it's like this. I think that's the biggest question. Yeah, everyone's the Katakuri is definitely one of the most unique things in the game. So Katakuri are essentially like these. You can like build these devices. It starts off very basic. Like the very beginning, you start off with cubes. You can just put cubes, but you can like run up these cubes to help hmm. you climb stuff, or you can run up the cubes to do a jump attack. But then later on. They get more complex as you start adding things. Like recently, I've been able to combine certain things. Like, a, like you know, what remind me of Dami. Whenever I build stuff, reminds me of uh, Ninja in um, Final Fantasy XIV. Okay. Where you have like four parts or whatever, and you just put them in different order. Like I'm doing the signs. Okay. That's what it reminds me of. And you like okay. build something. So like, if you do, there's like a spring is something you get really early too. If you like, jump on a spring, it'll like shoot you. And you can dodge out of the way or do attack. But if you do three springs together, it makes like a giant hammer, a giant mallet, and it smacks the monsters. And on some of the monsters, they like there's this one monster that makes like a, a tower out of like water. He like shoots water, and like a rock tower appears, and he gets on top of it. And if you make the hammer while he's up there, and he'll hit him off, and he'll like get oh, stunned for a while. Oh, nice. So a lot about it is like building certain katakuri for certain monsters. There's a like a flying monster, like a flying crow guy. You can build. A firework. You can build fireworks and shoot fireworks up in the sky, yes. and they'll like blind them. They'll fall over and stuff like that. So using those in combat is super fun. There is like a um, you have like a limited number of supplies to make them. So you, I was gonna ask, how so do you, you do can this? Get yeah. This back a couple ways. There's some resources in the environment you can get. Like you can chop a tree or whatever, or there's like a rock you can hit to break stuff. But you also have this little like 
robot pal around with you that you find early in the game. He's like your palico almost. Okay. Mm. He can leave some of the like the currency you need to use this on the field every now and then. Because you can upgrade him to do like better stats and stuff like that. So I, I've been upgrading mine so I can carry more of the resources needed to make Katakuri, and he'll like dump them on the floor more often. All right, so they, they kind of want to make sure, like, even if you, like, run out, there's a yeah, way yeah. to, like, you, can get, you wait long yeah, enough. Yeah, it's, like, very rare. I'm, like, completely dry for a long time. Now, do you have to, like, learn blueprints from blueprints to make so, different ones? Or how, yeah, are so these all for available? A lot of it's, for a lot of the earlier ones, it was just, they would teach you as you're fighting a monster. It would just unlock it for you. So, like, one of the very early monsters is a giant boar, okay? Then there's this part where he's charging you. Then the game kind of slows down, and it's like, hey, push these buttons. Then you, like, put up, like, four blocks, and it makes a huge wall, and the guy runs and charges the wall and goes flying off and bounces. So they mm. that's how they teach you a lot about the new ones. But there are, there's, like, a talent tree you have of uh, these katakuri. You can, like, go down this tree, and you can pick what stuff you want to unlock. Okay. By killing monsters and stuff, you get that currency to be able to unlock stuff. So everything is is fixed. There's no, like... Trial and error, or right. let me mix it's, and match some blotches and boxes and see what happens. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's, not it's like all that. described. The okay, cool. Are there. Okay. You can see it in the menu what the combinations are if you ever forget to. That's cool. But also, right. some of them you could only get made under cer- certain circumstances, like unlock them. So I had to have like these two specific types equipped and fight this specific monster for a chance for it to happen. Gotcha. That's only happened like once or twice, hmm. I think, though. Okay. So it's not too much, but. It encourages you to step outside your box, kind of. All right. Uh, how long does it take to make them in? in Super a, quick. So it's really it's quick. Really like quick. You know, there's no like no, tension not, where no. you're like it's only well, building it, it up. It depends or, how or, big the thing. Like if you're yeah. trying to put down like six like huge ones, you could do it really fast though. But it's just like you got to get like fast at it. Okay. And like you don't want to move or anything like that when you're doing it because it'll mess up the build. So. Um, but. This is multiplayer too. So yeah. have you seen anything like playing with anybody else where like it's good to use like a combination of them? Like sure, one person like, use one thing and somebody use yeah, somebody so else. So like the multiplayer I've done, it's like I see someone what they're doing. I'll throw down a katakuri that makes like a healing fountain or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'll keep the support up so people get some little health. Yeah. I'll focus more on that. Or if I see like if I see a hunter using a very specific type of thing, I'll do something to complement it. Like. They're going to be building, like, blocks or a lot like that. So I was like, okay, well, I'll put some springs down so we have a little more dodge. But, like, these things get taken out also by the monsters. So you're constantly rebuilding and picking stuff up and doing that kind of thing. But you're free to do what you want anytime you want to fight, like, with your Katakuri. But, uh, yeah, there's also multiple weapon types. I think there's eight, I believe there is. I haven't messed with all of them yet, but... Yeah, what are you rocking? The main thing I'm rocking is, like, it's the starter weapon... It's a katana that has, like, a basic moveset, or has, like, th- a normal attack, then, like, a triangle attack, a heavier one, and, like, a your R2 is, like, a dash one. But you can combine these in different orders for combos and stuff like that. But this weapon has a meter that builds up from you doing damage, and once you do this meter, or you, um, you bust out the meter, it becomes, like, a, um, a whip katana almost. Like, the right. sword becomes, oh, like, a whip. Yeah. So you can, like, do, like, crazy huge damage in that window. And it's just fun mixing together all the different combos to do different style attacks. I also use like a greatsword. Is like essentially the Monster Hunter greatsword. You like charge it up, you know? You're like, yeah. boom, boom. But when you're doing this, if you're charging it, you can run to move around. Oh. But the charge doesn't go up. But, you okay. can st- but if it's like, 
you just want you need to get out of the way of something you can you're not locked in but it, the charge won't go up but also your stamina continuously goes down but like if you get that boom boom charge up all the way you're like bam you do like huge Feels damage good. Yeah. it's really cool and you like break a piece like a piece off their face or something like that it's super sick there's also an umbrella i used before which is really cool because it's the only weapon I that I've messed with that you could like parry or anything. Oh, like oh that. okay. It's like all about keeping attack going really fast and keeping a meter up to do a lot of damage. You like start to go in the air from what I remember. If you like attack more, so you're like constantly kind of flying in the air, <laughs> stuff like that, getting sweet parries. It's really fun. There's still there's like a giant bow I have to mess with. And there's like a cannon. There's still a lot of weapons I have to mess with. I'm trying to just like get through the game first. To a point where I'm like, okay, now I can experiment with a bunch of weapons, right. which I'm gonna have to do. But so far, it's been good. I like my weapon. I'm having a lot of fun. It's not, it's not nearly as complex as Monster Hunter. Okay. Because like I feel like Monster Hunter, especially you know like in Sunbreak or whatever, it can get very complex in what you can do. It's very satisfying. Yeah. But it's just way harder you gotta to get think into. Think about like all the extra little support yeah. items and buffs and. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so far, there hasn't been any like you know, I'm not like putting sockets on anything like that or anything quite yet. Nothing too crazy like that. Like I just have the gear, pretty much. And is your gear and weapons? Do you, is it same kind of like forge crafting system yes. as Monster Hunter? Where yeah, you kill enemies, okay. you make it stuff out of them. Yeah, gotcha. you get materials, all that cool stuff. Um, how about the environments? Like how really uh, cool? Yeah, so, how they look? Are they very intricate with like maybe like secret paths? Or yeah, narrow? there's secrets yeah. and stuff like to find. Like uh, that little robot buddy I mentioned earlier. There's there's like 50 in a zone scattered throughout the zones. And if you find them, you get the material to upgrade your buddy. So you're going to be finding them all the way throughout. If you explore, you know, there's crafting materials you'll need to make new weapons and stuff like that to upgrade them. And like the first zone is like a, like a a forest or something, you know, you got like little streams going on there, but you got like a ruined village too. It's very pretty looking. Then there's like a snow one with like a huge ruined castle. Then like, like I was fighting one guy and we started at the bottom then he would slowly move up towards the tip of the <laughs> castle throughout the fight. It's really awesome. And there's like a, an ocean one where there's like the beach and everything. And then you go in and like rocks and volcanic kind of stuff like that. So the environments have been really good. They're all like very Japanese because they're supposed to be. It's like in Japan, the game. Yeah. Which is funny after Rise is kind of like Japanese, like monster or like in Japan almost or Japanese inspired. So it's been f- kind of funny to see how similar they are in some ways, but... It's been good getting around the zones. You don't have like a like a mount or anything like that. Okay. So you are running around, but you can make there's like little spots on the map you can unlock where you're allowed to build like camps. So you can like there's a bunch of spots on the map. Think of like the camps of Monster Hunter or whatever, but you can do more to them to customize them. So you can put like a little hut down and if you put the hut down, you can fast travel to it. You oh, can okay. lay nice, out nice. you can lay out like some like food stuff. So you can hang some food that will like cook over time to be better all right stuff like that i've put like a shrine that will just collect um minerals over time and I can oh, just, visit cool. you and just yeah. get stuff like that there's a lot of cool stuff you can do there's even like little things like a sign if you want just to customize and make it feel a little more homey for everyone like that but you can put a lot of this stuff throughout the map like there's um there's like a harpoon gun you can shoot on a wall so you can like glide across stuff so you can put these just anywhere on the map so if you're just like, I want to have this here forever. Okay. You can just leave it there. So, Mike, oh, go ahead. So if you can put it anywhere on the map, yeah. does that mean can monsters destroy yeah, monsters your base? Yeah, run into it. Oh, okay. Oh, not you, okay. They don't really go like in the designated camp area. Okay, okay. But if you have stuff out in the field, they can just totally run through it. Yeah. Okay. 
But uh, one thing is cool I like about this game is it's how you find a lot of the monsters. Of course, you can just go out there and run around and try to find it, but there's these towers you make. And I was putting them on through the map because they put out like a pulse aura mm. and it lets you know whatever's around there kind of thing. So I'm like, I'll put one in this corner of the map. Then I'll put one on this corner of the map and this corner of the map. So it like gets huge coverage. So I'm like, okay, yeah. there it is. It helps me find that So guy. like a tracking yeah. mechanism, yeah. But of course, when you start in a zone, you can't put as much stuff out as right away. You got to like go through it and kind of unlock stuff. So, but once you start building it up and you start having little things you left in, like I was like, Oh, I left that thing in there like a week ago. I totally forgot that. I was like, I'm glad I had this here. It made this getting up this way easier. <laughs> so it's cool. Uh, you have like a stamina meter. So obviously in combat, you can't like do everything forever. But this also, you can climb pretty much anything too in the game. Oh. You can't climb super high, but you can like do stuff to help you like the boxes and stuff. So you are climbing like a lot more. But yeah, you're going to, I guess the only downside is it's not even a downside. just running around sometimes. It can take a little bit unless you don't have fast travel. But uh you don't need a Palamute every time. <laughs> For uh, progression in this game, yes. is it the same as Monster Hunter where like you just have you're going up the ranks and getting like kind of things, yeah. or is it slightly different? Yeah, there's like you know, there's the story of like your character and villagers like that, and you get to like a, a main city and all that stuff, and you're doing side quests for them and all that good stuff. Um, but then yeah, it's like chapter one, these monsters. Chapter two, then it's like these monsters, and it shows their ranks or whatever, so you know. But I'm only in, like, Chapter 3. I think there's maybe, like, 4. But you haven't come across something where you need, like, a Hunter rank of this level? To no, just, like, not like yet. Like, gated yet? Not okay, yet. No I haven't hit okay. that yet okay. or anything like that. Like, there was a monster for the story I was fighting against, and it was just, like, killing me, like, hard. I was like, mm. oh, I'm really underleveled for this. I was like, I got to kill some lower-tier monsters first to get to, like, that's what it's been like. It hasn't been like, yo, you're not Hunter rank 8 or anything like that. Gotcha. Because you don't necessarily have to go back to, like, you know... You know, Monster Hunter, you finish the, your hunt, you go back to the town right away. You don't have to go back to the town kind of thing often. All right. A lot of times for, like, the quests, you can just go back to your camp or whatever like that and hunt another one right away. You don't have to go back to town every time. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's nice, yeah. Especially because you can build, like, a, a crafting bench so you can just do your upgrades at your camp if you want instead of having to go back to town. But at town, there are side quests you will want to get an optional, like, uh, optional mini quests like, hey, kill 10 of these guys and you'll get, like, a point or something like that. It's got a lot of the staples of Monster Hunter, but it is different, especially with the Katakuri thing. That's what really sep separates it to me. And it has been a lot of fun. I can't wait to play online with more people, you know. It's not out officially yet, so it's hard to group up with a lot of people. Because right. it'll definitely be easier for some of the fights when you're not solo. But it's been great. I think if you like Monster Hunter, you're having a good time. It's different enough to me. And I want to play more. Like, yeah. I'm and, like, it. all the monsters have, like, some plant Yeah, they're all, like, they're yeah. all, like, yeah, like... Um, one of the early ones, a lot of them have like tree tie-ins and like that. One of the cool ones was, dude, he was like a gorilla, but he was like magma. He had like rock and like mm. magma stuff. And they, when they like do their, uh, they're so not berserk, necessarily plant, but like elemental. Yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Kind of okay. like nature esque kind of things. Like, um, but when they do like their fury stage, they do like a whole transformation. It's really flashy and all that stuff. And they get super aggressive. There's this, like, this, uh, I forgot his name. I just call him Water Dog, but his name's <laughs> something Dog. And I just call him Water Dog, but he's like a little like uh, he looks like a little beaver almost, dude. And he like he like does this move where he like bring he like sucks in everything around him, like, and he gets really big, and he goes like, and he does like one last huge chest slam and like does big AOE damage. But if you roll at the right time, you'll like not get hit or anything like that. So it's been a lot of stuff, me just figuring out that kind of stuff, and using my Kotakuri like 
they can definitely help on certain monsters, man. Like, some of the things I got, like, shot a bird down, like, brought him back down to the earth. But it's, like, I can't constantly do that. Like, if I do something that powerful, it's, like, all my stuff's pretty much gone. Mm. So I can't, like, just spam it all the time. But like, I like to just, like, put up a little, like, a, like a turret thing or a little bit, like, shoot some arrows at him for a little bit. Or I'll set up a couple, but I'm out after that. So it's, it's, it's fun mixing in all that stuff, especially when I, like, I can't get super close to them, maybe. Or if I'm like, I don't want to get close to them yet, because I'll die if I do. Yeah. Because a lot of these guys can mess you up if you're, if you're not careful. You know, you've played Monster Hunter. You can go down pretty fast if you're not careful. But um, healing's a little more forgiving, I would say. So you can eat and stuff, too. You don't have to eat mm. at your base, necessarily, and it doesn't go away during the hunt. You can just kind of have food on your... You push left on the D-pad, and all your food's there, and you can just eat it or whatever, and you can see what it gives you. And if you die, it, like, stays. It stays through the whole hunt. I think it stays with you the entire time until you go back to a new... Or you go to a new zone. So you can, like, hunt multiple guys in the same zone. But, yeah, it's been really good. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I haven't talked about about it. Uh, like, how you fail on a mission? Is it, like... Is it similar to Monster Hunter where you get three. like three tries? Yeah. Okay. So far, everything I've seen has been like three. Some of them I think have been two, but I, yeah, you just, you know, you wipe, you gotta do it again. That's mm -hmm. just the way it is. Oh, uh, I feel like there's something else I want to talk about, but now I can't remember. How's the, how's the, are you paying attention to the music yet? Because I know Monster Hunter is some pretty like epic it's sounding cool. music when yeah, you're fighting. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It has some good music. Hey, nothing, I, I'm honestly, I'm so focused on the fight usually. Right. Yeah. I'll have to like record it and just like, solely focus on that music <laughs> like it fits with the fights and it, it's like high intensity but it's like i really need gotcha. to focus yeah. on that solo at the time but yeah it's great lots of fun weapons definitely want to experiment more they're holding up performance wise and Ooh. all that so yeah, yeah for the most question. part uh some of the monsters i felt like in the earlier zones one monster in particular seemed to kind of lag more or like frame rate more than others where mm. i was just like noticing it and i did some co-op there and it felt like i was playing in slow motion at times, but the game's not out yet. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a day one patch, so hopefully mm. I'll fix it. This game is also cross play with cross platform, nice. so oh great! If your yeah. friends got a different platform, you can all play together, no problem. I don't think it has cross platform save or anything like that though. So, but it's still like, hey man, you can just play with anyone, which is great, especially when Monster Hunter has been dropping the ball on that recently. Yeah. So good shot, I guess. Does it have like any of the goofy vibe that Monster has with like animations? Like when you go and cook and like they do like the exaggerated like animations, yeah, it's like got any some, of that fun stuff. Yeah, it's got like a lighthearted oh, side to it. I think Monster Hunter is maybe a little better just because it has like palicos, you know, and I think they add mm -hmm. a lot to that. But yeah, it's got a little bit of humor to it. Okay. I know it's one of its more endearing qualities yeah. of Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah. People totally. love that charming Char stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the character creator is also very good. In the oh, game. yeah. You can make your own character, and it's pretty in-depth. I know Isla did a little bit, too, and she was impressed. So if you're into that, you can yeah, make whatever character you want. Yeah, brought that up right away. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty cool. It's good. Uh comes out Friday, I think. But it's like, I can't wait to get back to this, and I want to hunt with some people when it actually comes out, test those servers, see how they're holding up when the game's actually out. But, yeah, great game. If you like Monster Hunter, I think it's kind of a no-brainer. Sweet. Sick. Alrighty, another no-brainer game to me. Metroid Prime Remaster just came out <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I don't, it's very un-Nintendo-like to me, actually. Or is it Nintendo-like? Because I can never predict what they're going to do. I mean, they'll have like little games that they'll drop in here and there, like the Kirby's Buffet or whatever. But This feels but one of the bigger, higher-profile Shadow Drops. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. 
This is something you felt like I, when I showed. It, I'm like, oh, cool. Like it's probably coming this summer or something. Like like today. That, that that long pause. I'm like, you're not saying today, are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, 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 no way. No way. And then they say today, and I'm like, okay. Oh, well, that's what everyone's gonna be going to play. Yeah, this thing had been long rumored for a while. Long rumored. A lot of people have been saying that something involving the, either the original game or the original trilogy, Prime trilogy, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, was coming to Switch. And now we see this uh, Metroid Prime Remastered. Um, we we played a bit of it mm-hmm. uh, the day it dropped. I know Blood has said he's gone and played a little bit on his own as yeah, well. Yeah, I haven't gotten farther than you got in the stream, but yeah, I, I've, I've been playing other things too. It is a sight to behold. Yes, yeah. I've heard it looks very good. It looks really good in action. Mm-hmm. Um, very- Question, does it run at 60? Solid. S- Beautiful. Very Just rock love solid. it. Very yeah, good. Love it. Yeah. Um, it's just nice to have, have another example of going back and playing a game, and it makes you think about how it looked when it came out. That We were talking about this, how it did not literally look like this when it came out, because this looks better, but mm-hmm. now it, it's making me think you know, it looks just as good, because when I saw it when it first came out, this is how it looked to me. That's what, that's what I thought of when I played Dead Space Remake. Those visuals, yeah. I was like, this is yeah. how it always looked, or yeah, it should have looked. It's so funny, like when you... Cause you know, like when I would see places that Damiano is playing, it's like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, I can see some more detail or whatever. But then I see people post the side by side shots, and it's like, yeah, oh, night and day, night and day. <laughs> like, this, like this was like somebody like carving out a chunk of wood with an axe, and then this is somebody who's like actually sculpting something. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. only thing I saw was like someone said the doors looked kind of weird. Some of the so doors. So it's just weird because I feel like they just, they changed the design on the doors oh, a little okay. bit. And so like the original door guy who worked so hard on getting <laughs> certain aspects of them right, mm, he, he was it. criticizing them, but I, I think it's more of it's just like, Artistic. they just updated the design. I sure. wasn't yeah. personally noticing it when I was playing it until it was called the Sure. Attention was called to it. Which, I, mean, I mean, it's been a long yeah. time since you probably played it, so exactly. And that aside, the yeah, the just the texture work in this game. I mean, yeah, it's like improved models, but the, the texture work just does. It's putting in so much work uh, and making this game look so fantastic. Yeah, and how well it helping it like stand out in 2023. The fact that like this is a you know, such a good-looking game for being a remastered effort. When it, this, how old is this game? So it originally came out in uh, 2002. Wow. Uh, for the GameCube, and it looked good then yeah, uh, on GameCube, obviously. But seeing it now, it's just this is this gets people Showpiece. excited about Nintendo. Would you do this with more of your things? Because we've had other HD efforts, but this this, this you, is the best. I was going to ask you: this, Is this the best this, like, HD effort they've yeah, ever done? Yeah, Wind Waker and Twilight, Twilight Princess, Princess HD yeah. are not even like more desired. N- more yeah. to be desired. Yes. Like yeah. Wind Waker, I think is a little bit harder of a case because of its specialized aesthetic. But like Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. I was ex- I would well, dream Waker, of something like, I felt like this. Like, a the bloom was a little too much in Wind Waker. Yeah, with oh, HD. HD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it had like. Frame rate dips that the original didn't have. Yeah, it also is like a larger, like world, I guess, like the the the, the, the ocean, mm-hmm. and you know maybe getting that to run correctly. I don't know, but yeah. Twilight Princess, I think, is a slightly different case, perhaps. But mm-hmm. that is something that has some redone textures. Like but, I've been playing it recently. It, it's it's but, improved, right? But like, I'm like, why is this game not 60 frames at least? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like. At least they got it right with Skyward Sword making that 60 frames. But I was just okay. like, why isn't this 60 If they can make Skyward Sword 60 frames, Twilight Princess at the very least can be made 60 frames. Yeah. And if they, I would imagine 
maybe the only thing holding it back in the Wind Waker is because they talked about uh, when making Breath of the Wild that the techni- technical limitations for the GameCube uh, right. for realizing their vision of the Great Sea. Yeah. And it has, like, you, you play it, like, you notice the mm-hmm. issues with loading and, yeah, and yeah. the frame rate when you're playing it. But back to, back to Metroid Prime, though. Yes. The atmosphere in that game. God tier. It's just so masterful. The atmosphere, the music, it's uh, it, so good. It, yeah. It's just like you start playing it and you don't want to put it down. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how it just continuously does that. Mm-hmm. No matter how long I've been away from it, I go back and play it. And, uh, man, I wanted to get to Fendrana Drifts, and I was so happy that we got there to, to, to crunch on that part because that part just wowed me so much, like seeing that snow environment. Because mm-hmm. before that, I really wasn't – I don't even know if there even was like a snow environment in a Metroid game before Prime 1. I'm not entirely sure. I don't sure. think so. But seeing, nah. but seeing it in 3D yeah, and realizing course, that, that was yeah. just like, this is really nice looking. And that yeah. music, so ooh, so good. It's been a long time since I've played this. So the most thing I'm curious about, and I know at the time when I played it, I thought they handled it very well, is how they transitioned from, you know, the Metroid design philosophy from 2D space to 3D space. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a whole different ballgame when you have to do that. How How is this holding up, do you think, this time around? I still think it holds up super well. Yeah. Like I mean, that's the thing. Still like, like, yeah, that's why this is still that's why good. it makes more sense for them to just do a visual overhaul than like trying to reimagine it because yeah. it's like no, like the, the level, level design, design in this yeah. is just insane. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be a really difficult task yeah. to do like a full blown reimagining of this game. Yeah, because that's you have a to start from scratch about this masterwork of, mm-hmm. of, of level design and, and, and item placement and, mm-hmm. and like the, the mapping of your progress it's and how players so are going to... It's so impressive. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and yeah. I think like there's a thing with it too too where like a lot of the stuff where you need to come back with upgrades later or whatever like mm-hmm. it feels natural. It doesn't feel like just like oh here's a dumb video game thing. Yeah. You know like there are areas early on you know that kind of have that half pipe shape that you need the boost the more, ball yeah. or whatever for later, and when you first walk through them, you like your brain just doesn't even notice. Them. Yeah, you know they just they just blend in, and then once you have that ability and you look at it again, it's like it's like you're seeing it for the first mm-hmm. time, and that is that is to me like that's the essence of like what this genre is about. Yeah, not just like oh I need you know X whatever obvious thing mm-hmm. to, you know to go through a door because there's a door here that I arbitrarily can't unlock. You know. Has anyone done a game like this as well as them? A Metroidvania in 3D? Um, I mean, I don't know explicitly like that. Like, I think a lot of the, you know, the Soul series relies on similar, like, Oh, sorry, Blood, let me rephrase thing, this. But you don't, I guess, need, you don't need specific items sir, to uh, let me rephrase get, get this. places I, or anything I like that. I should have been a little more clear. A first-person game. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah, it seems kind of weird. It's, I guess it's, it's a daunting task. I guess, but yeah, I don't. Uh, like, it's just impressive how old this game is and how well some of that design still holds up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like most you know other like big first person games or shooters or whatever like nowadays. You know, like probably. you either you know you have like the level based kind of design like Halo. Mm-hmm. It's like there will Stages, be whatever. secrets and skulls out in weird places or whatever, or you know you'll have just like this massive open world like i don't know that there's too many games that really do this kind of you know level design mm-hmm. you know where you you know you get all the 
you know, the power-ups and, st- you know, Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. Zelda, obviously. You know, like, you you know, you're talking about playing Twilight yeah. Princess, and when you get the double claw shots, it's like, yeah, that's a moment. More. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It really makes me think that, like, retro is definitely one of the best in the biz, when I think about it. Yeah. It's like, well, we haven't seen it. with what they've actually put out. With yeah. what they've put out, yeah. Like, a lot of their stuff takes a long time to come out, it seems like, but it's like, it's damn good when it comes out. Damn good. Yeah. I imagine part of the answer to your question is why there isn't as any others is probably because of how difficult it is mm-hmm. to create and craft a world like yeah, this. Yeah, like this. It might, I imagine it's a, probably a little bit easier to, you know, generate just an open world with like just go do what you want, but there's no like limitations. Like you're not hard locked yeah. out of a place, or as you said, just like level based stuff. And certain FPSs just like rely their campaign relies on being very narrative driven. So it's like go forward, go That's forward, true. go forward. It's about the, the 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 immersion is about the presentation and and being in that moment mm-hmm. uh, for the for the narrative purposes. Where this immersion is, you're in this world and you need to like it, it's living and breathing. You got to understand it and you know track where you're going and yeah. the progress it's not really there is a narrative there but like that's not the driving focus sure and i think uh that is one of the most impressive things is that yeah. you don't really have like a story saying like hey like what's the like you know sam should do this because of that it, it's you just want to get through this world you want to see yeah yeah what you want to see and do everything, about, which yeah. is really cool yeah i bet uh respawn could probably do a pretty cool game like this yeah they seem to have a good grasp on FPSs. Yeah, so like, yeah, Titanfall Two is another like good example of something that's a little bit more yeah more different level based. Like you yeah, use yeah, yeah. traversal a lot more than you do in a lot of other shooters. Yeah, definitely. But you still like it's not the you same. don't like backtrack into the same right. areas and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and then. Yeah, the other parts is like the, the the amount of platforming and like jumping around mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah. Whereas like first yeah, person like platforming. Titanfall yeah. two does, you know, do that a lot as well. Yeah. Which was really nice to have another game that was focusing on that, but again, it wasn't uh same type of design as no, no, this. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. yeah, I know they're not the same. I'm just saying I think Respawn could probably but, do a good yeah. interpretation of that. Oh, just saying like the, 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 the yeah, I, I imagine they could. Just the level of like how impressive it was for the time yeah. that, that Retro was doing this and, and factoring all this in. So it wasn't as simple as like it's this first person shooting mm-hmm. and then having to get enough items. Like you now you must also like verticality. It's like you gotta be able to reach up there. Oh, that's too high. Maybe you need a double jump. Yeah. Maybe you need the boost the the, the while you morph ball to like boost up there and get up to a higher spot or maybe you need like the spider ball to go up the the rails they're just like a lot of cool things you would see in there and like mm-hmm. you'd be like i'm gonna be able to do this later i yeah. can't wait to get that and or seeing doors which take like a different type of you know weapon to activate them and mm-hmm. then there's the whole thing with like scanning in this game yeah i don't know if there's anything really done before this game that was to this caliber of like no, this is how you, you get informed by like actually scanning things getting information that will help you either learn how to defeat enemies about clues to your environment or the narrative stuff all yeah. hidden through that which is yeah, really the cool. optional lore basically yeah um let's talk about the combat in it mm-hmm. how's it been this time around i know the control schemes a little better now yeah that dual stick uh setup is really nice Obviously, the game was not originally designed around it, so I think it's a fair comparison to compare it to like when RE4 got a pointer oh, uh, sure. controls as the well, where, like, <laughs> where that wasn't designed Broke around having game. that level of accuracy. The yeah, but I don't think it's that extreme of a case. But it's like kind of somewhere in the in between. 
it just feels so good to play though. Hell I yeah. don't care if it's a little bit easier to like oh the oh, challenge yeah, layer. I've played this game so many times I'm not playing it for the challenge anymore. Yeah, yeah. I just want it to feel good when I'm playing it. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be challenging necessarily. It's just if it feels good yeah. to go through. And also this didn't exist before, so it's a, technically a new way to go through and play the game. Yeah. Like new control schemes are always nice. Like imagine uh if somehow there was like a real this without, you know, weird workarounds like golden eyes was re mm. yeah, when it came to Nintendo Switch Online, right, they offered analog. like a true dual analog, like not having to go through the, the menu, but like right. the two controllers we're doing a weird workaround, but ap actually repatched in or mm -hmm. reworked a, you know, dual stick option for GoldenEye. Yeah. That would be like, holy crap, I, I got to I think the Xbox version might. Maybe it does, yeah. yeah. But an N64 version, you have to do, uh, you set it to the two controllers. And you, apparently, you can use two Joy-Cons that are desynced. <laughs> yeah. They're not, like, synced to one controller. Oh, okay. And you could like, put them on the That's little funny. thing. So left from player one, right from player two. And now you have dual, <laughs> dual state control. But That is funny. Um, yeah. So, yeah, to me, like, uh, the dual stick doesn't make that much of a difference on combat itself because you still primarily will use the lock-on. Mm -hmm. You know, it does give you a little freedom to be, like, you know, maybe if you're just more comfortable shooting that way. There's, I think, there's also gyro options too. Um, well, it's probably just easier to look around the environment. In that's general. the thing. Yeah, that's looking around the environment so and platforming yes. is where the dual stick yeah. really oh, yeah. makes it easier. Um, because otherwise, you just kind of have that weird, like a little bit tanky kind of yes. feel to everything. I just remember doing like when I got used to environments and knew where to go. Stop wasting so I stopped wasting so much time trying to turn the right way. I'd be like, I want to side jump here because I know yeah. it's here. Whereas this is like, <laughs> I could just face the right way the whole time and look like it feels a little bit more natural to That's me. That's funny, dude. Versus yeah. having to, you know, use the system, you know, kind of like work around its limitations. So this is really nice. But the, the original options are still in there mm -hmm. if you do want to play it that way. I think this is a really cool release because Metroid is kind of on an upswing from what it's been. Like, obviously, Metroid games have been always really good, but it hasn't been the most popular. A lot of people have only played the 2D ones yeah. growing, going like especially the newer generation. But it's now it's like, hey, here's a 3D one, a great yeah. one on modern hardware. So I'm hoping this gets more people into the well, series. Well, yeah, I mean, and then you look just like install base wise, right? Like, yeah, you're on the Switch. There are a hundred million more Switches <laughs> yes. than there are GameCube. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, that's a fair point. Uh, it's very promising to see it like rising to the top of the charts. Like the physical copy is sold out on um, like mm -hmm. every site, the eShop. Last week it was like Feels the good. number one spot. I would, it would be a really good success story to see this, you know, Metroid. surpass their expectations, yeah. but also bodes well for the future. Yeah, because they maybe Nintendo puts like a little bit more stock into it because they've been like fans and consumers have shown faith in the series. Yeah, not just like the two D entries. But now, like, yeah, Prime. I, think, I think getting both super important. And I think it'll be an important step to determining whether or not, if they don't, or it's not already in the works, whether two or three get this treatment at yes. some point as well. I think that'd be awesome. I would love if they did. I know they're doing four, and who knows when that's coming out, but I think two and three would be great also. Uh, Garrett Holfish wrote in, said, Metroid Prime Remastered is the best example of good lighting on Switch since Luigi's Mansion 3. Mm. The way the light bounces around in, 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 in interiors. And the newly casted shadows really make you feel present in the environment. I'm always fascinated by the game by games that punch above their weight on lower powered systems. There are plenty of examples on DS like Dementium, yeah, yeah. Dementium the Ward, or yeah. COP. The recruit that shows full 3D environments. I do not know COP. That's <laughs> interesting. What are some memorable games for you that punch above their weight? I guess graphically. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because. 
it's a technical punch above your weight, but I don't feel like it necessarily visually comes across. But the conduit on Wii, like they were just the conduit. Th- they wow. were throwing all kinds of graphical effects and techniques. Well, they were and punching above their weight there. for yeah. sure. Um, they're like, no, no, you can do this on the Wii. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, Ro- uh, Factor Five stuff, Rogue Squadron, oh, man. Rogue Leader, oh, yeah, Game- I guess so. Wow. And Balfour Naboo on N64, then yeah, Rogue Leader on GameCube. I remember wow. in that era when Factor Five was really huge and hyped. That just like they would put out the samples of things uh, audio-wise. Yeah, they're huge on audio compression oh, and, yeah. and making things work that should not. And they would, you would hear things that they would do on the Game Boy, and you're just like, I don't understand how you did this. <laughs> how is this possible? Yeah, on uh, the Game Boy. Uh, um, but yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know, you you saw it on the N64, the, how good the Star Wars games <laughs> sounded and looked. And then when they came to GameCube at launch, using everything the GameCube mm-hmm. could do, like you've got bump mapping, you've got cell shading, you've got freaking DVD commentary. Yeah. You know, um, this, the music in there, the word like, you know, the original score was pretty much indecipherable to the game score mm-hmm. from anybody that wasn't like a giant Star Wars nerd. Like it was just, yeah, it was crazy. I definitely feel like GoldenEye was say, one where I was just like, dude, rare how did you do this yeah. on this system? Well, and Perfect Dark After. Perfect Dark like, After, yeah. Holy crap. It's just much larger. Colmeyer uh, wrote in. Good morning, allies. It's morning somewhere. So, is Metroid Prime the best GameCube game? Love respect. Ooh. So that's d- hard. I'd have to like look through. If you say exclusive, again. that's you know probably close to a yes. What you else? Say was- anything that graced GameCube or was a timed exclusive. I mean, you have to throw an RE4 into that mix mm-hmm. because RE4 yeah, yeah. debuted R4 on GameCube. I think. There. Yeah, I mean, I think Twilight Metroid Princess Prime is definitely up there. Yeah, I would say. Prime's definitely on the top. I think um, both Zeldas I would put up there. I'd put Melee up there. Melee is huge. Melee yeah. is I'm just like huge. insane. Definitely like top. It's definitely top five at yeah. the very least. Yeah, like easily top five. Like most of the Nintendo first party stuff's always super good on their systems. So. Yeah, top five or maybe like top three, like lock easily. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just been it's just a delightful surprise, I guess, to get this. Even though I still want my Twilight Princess Wind Waker thing. Right. I can't be mad yeah. at this and I was happy <laughs> to get this. Yeah. Well, I mean now I want Twilight Princess with more effort because I've seen this. Now Dominic. Maybe that's yes. why it's taking longer right. because now, they're at this doing point, yeah. I'm like, hey dude, yeah. just wait till the next system. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're working on it a little bit more intensely, like a little bit more effort Ooh, for it. That's why it's support in the future. taking longer. Um but yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, and hopefully sometime this year in the near future them talk about Prime 4. Yes. I, 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 in my mind, I always thought, okay, there seems to be a lot of smoke around this Metroid Prime trilogy remaster, original game remaster, remake, whatever mm-hmm. at the time. I think they're just going to save it for when it's ready to start ramping up towards Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. So to me, my interpretation of this is that we're about a year out max from Metroid Prime 4. Sure, I could see that. I could see it being this holiday, and they just don't want it. Like, they want that short three to five month lead time, and it's too soon mm-hmm. to talk about it. Or it maybe it is like a swan song game for like maybe next year for the Switch. I'm thinking it's both for new and for Switch and whatever their next thing is. Oh, you think it's going to be cross gen? If, if it doesn't come out this year, mm. yeah, I think it'll be cross gen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that, that's. 
probably a very I know Metroid's not taste. only Zelda really gets that treatment usually it seems like but I don't see why not yeah yeah it is weird like I can't think of any other games other than like well I well we came up in the Game Boy discussion in the podcast the uh, Wario Land 2 was released for Game Boy and then came out for Game Boy Color not that long afterwards. That's true. Oh, that is weird. Uh, yeah. The Oracle Games, tech, they didn't do a cross-platform thing, but they were considering putting a GBA version, but instead, when you play them on GBA, there's a shop that's only available when you play it on GBA. Oh, so there's, I didn't know that. There's exclusive content to the Oracle Games wow, on GBA. I didn't know that. Which I'm going to be very intrigued if you can access it right. oh, when they drop. I hope so. Like... That, that's the thing. They're, like they have the filters. I know we're not really diving deep into this, but my a big question I have is: Will there be any GBA functionality to any of the older Game Boy games mm. uh, for for something like that? Because I think there's like one or two other games that had something similar to that. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool, dude. But if Shit. not, I hope they just put it in. Like they could just unlock it in yeah. the yeah. yeah just I think put they in should. the Game Boy version. Cool, Metroid Prime. Yeah, we all three highly recommend this game. It's very good. Yes. Very, very good. <laughs> Play it if you can if you got the money for it or whatever. Check it out. All right. So the next game we're gonna talk about is Hogwarts Legacy. Blood, you had something you wanted to say? Yeah, I mean I don't kinda don't, but I do. <laughs> like, sure. It's not gonna be perfect. I just like yeah, just and it's like and it, it's not meant to be like an argument or to like Correct. Yeah, tell yeah, anybody totally. else what to we're do. Just having just from, a conversation, from my blood. perspective, you know, and just like for me, um, you know, because there's just like you know a lot of heat around this game, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. For me, as Daniel Bloodworth, not speaking for anybody else, but it's like I am not uh, at this point in time. Like I'm not really into boycotting things mm-hmm. uh, personally or as a critic, or like trying to avoid things or whatever. Is like I kind of want to, you know, like see like what the you know the game is on its own, and then with the, like the new stories, like cover the good and the bad. Of things that are going on and and part of that you know kind of goes back into like my own history and like I've been sort of down that road before where it's like periods of my life is like okay well don't listen to that band and don't watch this movie and don't do this and don't do th- and that and like and I felt like for me it kind of put me in like this like sort of almost like unhealthy frame of mind sure for like you know sort of like suspicion and gossiping about things and just kind of feeling like just dis- sort of disconnected from other people as well um, but then like at the same time, it's like, I understand that, you know, because of things that, you know, the original creator has said that like, you know, people that, you know, I care about and people in our community, mm-hmm. like, you know, they feel targeted and they don't want to have anything to do with that. And they feel like, you know, betrayed and, and, and like this thing has been tainted. And so like, um, and then there are other people that just like, they don't care. Like they can, they'll just play the game. Sure. They can let whoever do whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really affect them one way or the other. Um, so I, I guess it's like, to me, it comes down to sort of like a matter of conscience, right? It's like, you know, some people it's like, they, you know, feel weird for playing it. And then for me, it's like, I feel weird, you know, to like, to not play it for some other reason. You know, like, I feel like, you know, like to me, it's like, it just have that like checks. Like, I feel like, you know, one way or another, like. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody that's into this, then, like, we should cover it, you know? Yeah, like, um, we pretty much get to play usually what we want. Yeah. Like, people don't have to play something they don't want to, and most people, honestly, just didn't want to play here, which is totally fine. I'm the only one who was interested in it. Yeah. But I got Wild Hearts first, and we didn't have a lot of time with the embargo for Hogwarts, so I prioritized uh, Wild Hearts, because I was personally more interested in that game. And that's the reason why I didn't review it or anything like that. Yeah. But it's like... 
Yeah, like. And that's just my approach. It's like if somebody wants to do this, then yeah. they could do it. And if nobody wants to do it, I'm not going to force Correct. somebody to do it. Um, but then it's like for myself, it's like I didn't care about Harry Potter. Yeah, anyway, exactly. So like no one, like, most people just didn't care. Or they just didn't want to play it. It's like, yeah. that's totally cool. Um, you know, and then, and then, you know, and then there's kind of the broader things. Like, I don't want to run the logic circles because everyone, like, has their arguments and their counterpoints already figured out on everything it feels like with these sure. conversations. But it's like, to me, it's like, you know, in some sense, even though I don't care about Harry Potter, you know, I've seen, you know, the, the people that do mm-hmm. that it's like, I feel like on some level, like, the good that can come out of this franchise in terms of like how people identify by it and how people are inspired by it uh, and like the community and stuff that comes around it. Like at some level, like I feel like that's got to like outlast and like overpower and be bigger than anything that, you know, somebody like negatively connected to it could do. You know, like I just, I just think that it's bigger than its creator. Sure. Yeah. Um, But all that said, like, you know, I, I, you know, want to be humble. Like, I don't claim to have all the answers. Um, and so that's why I just feel like with this stuff, it's just like, you know, go with your gut. Don't feel like yep. you need to pressure other people to do one thing or the other and, you know, and just kind of do what yeah. you feel um, content with, I guess. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about the game as a game, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, and that you know, that and that's just, just my whole approach to get into it. Now let's like let's hear about the game. Yeah, <laughs> like what it, what is this game about in this S- franchise? I've never really gotten so, into. So Hogwarts Legacy, obviously, you know, <laughs> you're a wizard at Hogwarts, dude. You're going to school here. You're a a, a fifth year student coming into the school for the first time. It's which like is a unusual. prequel, right? It's yes, like way this before is like stuff? this is like the 1800s. I believe okay. it's like v- very far in the past, kind of thing like that. But um. I, like, I'm a fan of Harry Potter. I'm not a mega fan by any means, but, like, I've seen the movies and I liked them and I read a book before, so I was like, I'm kind of familiar with it, but it's like, I think if you're a fan of the series, you're going to have a good time with this game because, like, this game is very impressive in some ways, and, like, the sense of capturing that world. So I won't talk about the story stuff. I don't want to spoil anything like that, but essentially you get to the castle and, like, you're in Hogwarts Castle, man, and this castle, you can go, like, anywhere you can run okay. just like anywhere and the amount of detail and all the zones like, like you got the pictures on the walls like talking all that stuff do you have a like question interior and exterior yes like, okay Diamond, so right. there's the castle but then there's stuff outside the castle all right and a lot of stuff like, like this is a big game a big big game okay i've only played like three hours of the game so far but it's like i in my time with it i was in hogwarts like there's so much to do. There's like quests like you can do, but I was like, I was just exploring, going through the castle, just figuring out where stuff yeah. was. Yeah, I feel like this is one of the biggest appeals is to like yeah. S- yeah. Just see all this stuff rendered in that yeah. kind of detail. It's probably like the best looking version of it too. Yeah, because they, they've attempted in the past, definitely. but having yeah. it in this level of yeah. fidelity is yeah, probably yeah. like for people who've been looking forward to something yeah, like this. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Yeah. So like, um, been going through the castle. Then I went to Hogsmeade, like, which is outside the castle. And so you like, can go to Hogsmeade. You, like, okay. walk to Hogsmeade, cool. actually, like that. And there's the whole town there. And you can go to, like, almost every shop. Do you get to walk around on the train at all? Do you uh, have to be on the train when I you don't arrive? know yet. Is this a free train? No, this is a train. It's steam engine. There's yeah. a train. In I think, yeah. I, I think I saw train tracks. Okay. But, like, I think you can, like, fly in this game. I haven't gotten any of that yet. Okay, I'm cool. still, like, super early, super yeah, new. So there's potential. There's teases, potentially. potential. All that kind of stuff. So let me just drop you in what it was like. So when you get to the school, you come to the school, you get your your sword hat or whatever. You know, the hat asks you like a couple questions and it'll place you in a house 
But if you don't like the house, it suggests for you, you can, can pick. Okay. So, uh, okay, that's interesting. So that's like it's like, it's, the like, old, uh, it's like well, I don't want that. House. It's a video game. Yeah. They're like you're gonna yeah. you, you pick where you're going. Yeah. But no, I do. But I think that's that's fun approach though to have sort of like it's like a little psychological profile Silent Hill. Yeah. It's not like as deep as I was hoping right. it'd be. It was like two questions. I was like, uh-huh. all right, fine. <laughs> but I got put in Slytherin because that's no where problem. I was back in the day. I'm like, all right, fine. I always mm-hmm. thought I'd be Gryffindor. But oh, then really? I took a test many years ago, and it's like, you're Slytherin. I was like, what? All right. That's funny. So yeah, now I'm a snake like, boy. Is anyone hey, that wants to be? I guess This, this causes a lot of wars here, man. Yeah, I guess. I was <laughs> like, all people right. People picking their houses. I was like, all right, I guess I'm Slytherin. Like, I didn't pick it. It picked me, dude. Yeah. That's how it happened. I was like, all right, well, I'm in Slytherin. But like, anyway, so what's cool about it is, depending on what house you are in, you have a different like living quarter. So I'm in Slytherin. So I'm like in the fucking dungeons, dude. In the dungeons. <laughs> Like, there's, like, water running, like, sewer, like, it's not a sewer, but there's, like, water running through, but it still looks very cozy okay. and jolly. There's, like, nice tap. I'm, like, the environmental detail in this game is very impressive. Like, how much is in the environment, how much of it feels a part of this world, just, like, tapestries of, like, characters and stuff, like, moving pictures all this time. There's also a lot of, like, um, objects throughout the world you can interact with, like, um, it's like a broken statue. You can do Reparo or whatever. And it'll oh, fix nice. it back up and it'll count towards something. Because yeah, I like think that's one of the things that like I was wondering about is, you know, because like you see like a lot of like combat magic, you yeah. know, and the like yeah. the, whatever the Gears of War <laughs> Harry Potter game that was a way back. <laughs> but it, like, yeah. you know, to me it'd be way more interesting to use other spells. Yeah, so like yeah. I'll tell you some of the spells I have is like I have the Reparo one where I can fix broken stuff. I have one where I can like pull stuff towards me. So there's like uh there's like floating pages a lot in the environments you can collect, so you just like swing it grab it to you like that i have the light one where it has a little light there's some areas in the uh, game where it's very dark so you oh, need okay. that Good. one cool way that tied in there's a there's like quests throughout or a little side things throughout the world like there's these mirrors okay and you look through the mirror and it tells you where i'm oh, sorry the mirror but there's like uh missing like butterflies or like uh, something like that on the mirror but it gives you a hint of where it is when you look in the mirror so you go out and find it if you find like the butterfly thing in the world you use your wand to light up the light Maybe it's a moth, and it'll like be attracted to your okay. the light on your wand, so you walk it back towards the mirror, and it'll like unlock something for you. Cool little thing like that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, sure. uh, you want to go like? It sounds like they're really nailing. Yeah, like, that's the environment what I'm saying. And the yes, feel, they like, are. In the, in the moment to moment. My biggest question is the structure of this game. So you're going there as a student. Like, is it like? Persona, like where you got like no, no, classes no, 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 no. and stuff. So yeah, you okay, have classes, okay, okay. okay? So you know, it reminds me of more of like Witcher structure, kind okay. of in its open world, mm-hmm. I guess. So like, when you get to the class, you have you know your main objectives. My main objectives when I got the class were like go to these two classes. One of them was like uh, like charms or something like that. The other one was like against the dark arts. You could pick which one you want to go to. So at the first class. You go there, you meet a new student, you get a new friend, all that kind of stuff. Then you, I had a little competition with them where there was these rolling um, balls that you pull back and try to roll them onto, like, points. So there was, like, 10, 20, 30, 40, and you're trying to oh, roll yeah. them back to score the highest points. You have a little competition with them. Then I went to the dark arts class, and I have, like, a duel with another student. Kicked his ass. No problem. <laughs> Playing on hard, by the way. Of course. Set him flying. But it was cool after that. I beat that student. He's like, hey, man, there's this like kind of um, secret club we got here on the campus that is like all about dueling a little under like the it's not, not necessarily uh, part of the rules, it's, like kind of like breaking the rules a little bit. We can join this club, this dueling club. So I went to it as a side quest and I fought these other two students. It was like a 2v2 kind of fight. Kick both their asses. So now I'm top <laughs> dog on the campus right now. Feels good. 
But um, let's talk about the combat real quick too. So right now, all I have is basic. Um, I have like a basic R2, which is like a just like a little red thing does damage. I also have this move where I can levitate them up a little bit. So if they're like if they have a shield or something like oh, that, yeah. I can levitate them up or whatever to have them stun a little bit in the air. So Leviosa? I can go, pew, pew. Is, yeah, I think it's that. Yeah. So you can like go pew pew pew, break them off the shield. I also have a shield you can do with a triangle. It's kind of like um, Arkham, I guess. Like a little thing flashes above your head, letting you know when to do it. Okay, got it. So you push like triangle, like puts up a little shield around you. If you hold it, you'll do like a counter attack. So a lot of it's just kind of like knowing when to do the right spell or switch between targets, stuff like that. Uh, I'm sure stuff will get much more complicated, but I'm very early in the game, so. And I think I unlocked like a, a power, like an ultimate ability with like the trigger buttons. I haven't gotten to use it, but it said I unlocked something like mm. that. Like at one point I fight these like huge like troll guys, dude. They come in like oh, yeah, start yeah, messing up are, this town, yeah. dude. So I'm like fighting them, like throwing objects. Like I'm shooting them with R2, but there's objects on the ground. I'm pushing R1 and you... My character will like fling them at the guy and like that, all that good stuff. So Are there, it's like, like any kind of like summons or anything like that. I don't know. Where you, I, yeah, there's like combat? I think so in the world. I don't know about in the Patronus, but yeah, like, I, don't I don't know. know if you have that yet. Maybe down the line, blood. I have no idea. I'm still very early. I feel like. Let me so, talk about spells. Yeah, yeah, one of the headlines I saw. I don't know if you dab dabbled in this yet. Using. The curses. So the I feel spells. like that's probably much later in the oh, game. Okay, because they said you could just like, start using them. I'm still a fresh student. And you're in Slytherin, man. Yeah, and I'm so. a fresh student. I, I might <laughs> right. get some frags. We'll see how I feel later right. down the line. Uh, what I like about Slytherin, though, in this is that, like not everyone is evil in it. You know, not everyone is malicious or okay. anything like that. That's a good. Depiction. Like people are pretty chill. A lot of them. Like there's this. Uh, there's this like a blind kid in Slytherin. You talk to. He's super friendly. Super cool. There's like uh, a lot of like nice people. Like you interact with different houses. Like one of this girl I interact with, um, she's like from a different school. She's like an exchange student. Oh, okay. So make friends with her. Then there's a point where you can go to Hogsmeade with her or someone else. You get to pick who you want to go with. So there's some bonds there. So I'm, I'm like, okay, very cool, good stuff. But um, yeah, I think it's super impressive as a game. Granted, I'm still very early. I'll see how things change as like if I continue to go on and all that kind of stuff. But I'm very impressed so far how alive the world feels and how well it's captured it all visually where I'm like, wow, you have nailed the the idea of a Harry Potter world very well. Mm. Do you get to walk around the Great Hall when you're eating? Uh you yeah. I haven't gone in there. Like a feast. So I haven't eaten in there. When okay. I when I got there the hat ser- the hat sorting ceremony. I know was you're there. Yeah, you're there, but like but I haven't, food. I assume you can walk to there. I don't know if you well you can like pick stuff like Dominant Hogsmeade. I was gonna ask how the food looked because like yeah, well, yeah. at Hogsmeade, Dominant, there's many now. like bars or like food places you can walk in and just like drink tea, get some health back, and like mm. some, munch on some food. Yeah, they got butter like beer. That. Yeah, they got butter beer. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it was cool at Hogsmeade. You like go, you pick out your wand, and you can like customize your wand. The way oh, oh, do you go to yes. Ollivander's and yes. do that whole thing? It's not. Okay. I don't oh, think it's the same oh, guy, well, obviously. But like, yeah, you, store, yeah, he like goes through the wands and he's like, try this one, and like sucks and he's like okay try this one you like find your your wand all that stuff there's like shops where you can buy new clothes like you get gear in this game that gives you better stats like new outfits and stuff but you can totally transmog it and wear whatever you want oh okay okay because yeah, i always picture them like wearing uniforms or whatever there's a lot of them's uniforms but like yeah. oh yeah so you don't like start like in the beginning you don't start off like shopping for this stuff ahead of time like no no in no, the no. Movies you get thrown into okay. something happens and like your trip gets thrown off so you get you kind of like get in there late Okay. So you don't get to like go shop like most of the other students right yeah, away. You do do okay. that later, but it's like not immediately. Like, do you have like an owl or anything like that? Or uh, a familiar? I don't yet. Okay. I think you do get one though. 
Because, hmm. like, okay, so, Damian, in Hogsmeade, there's a bunch of... Sh- and throughout, like, uh, Hogwarts I could itself. see a mechanic like that working, like Assassin's Creed style, where you have the owl yeah. scouting. Yeah, no, I could totally yeah. see that. You have, like, a, a spell like that, that, like, it, like, just reveals what's all around you, stuff like that. You have stuff like that. But, Dominic, there's several doors throughout Hogwarts and Hogsmeade that I've seen that are locked. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, lock level one. So oh. I'm like, oh, some of these I'm not going to be able to go to yet. And one of them was, like, a broom shop. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm probably going to be flying there on a broom go. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's one of the classes. And I think yeah. you get, like, a griffin maybe or something like that, too, to fly on some stuff like that. But, yeah. So far, it's been really very impressive. I think the uh, Avalanche has done a great job of capturing the spirit of the world. Uh, if you're not a fan of Harry Potter, I don't know maybe if it'll do much for you. I don't know if this will be the one. Maybe. I'm not sure because it's kind of disconnected from the book. You can, like, just hop in, it seems like. You not have to have prior knowledge. Yeah, I would say this is probably a better direction they went in. Yeah, considering, sure. Like, because... Doing anything that's like connected future. to future, yeah. And We've all seen that how many stuff. series have tried to like be yeah, yeah, adjacent, yeah. like yeah. related, and they like yeah, you yeah. know they just don't go full in on it, and you know the results, yeah. the mixed results they've had there that just set it super far in the future, which mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it'd work for this, and or somewhere really far in the past yeah. where it's just too far before everything else, and yeah. have there's, a clean break. There's like some characters who are ancestors of characters, you know. There's like a Weasley or something like that. Oh, okay, like, okay, yeah, yeah. It makes sense, I guess. Like, yeah, there's that. Like that's the most I've seen. Like I said, I'm not a super fan, so I don't really know if the character's been talked about before. But yeah, I think Hogwarts is very good so far. I'm curious to see how it ramps up, how they introduce more things as it goes on. But I've been having a good time unlocking new outfits, you know, just doing a few little um, side quests, like helping students out, all that good stuff. Exploring the school, like I said, the environment has been super satisfying for me. (laughs) But this is a big-ass game. Big game. Like, I looked at the map, dude. Oh. It's massive. And I was just like, whoa, I did not expect it to be this long. So I think it's like 50 hours, probably. All right, yeah. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But yeah. yeah the whole castle grounds, you got like the, yeah. the forest, and what's cool about it, Yeah, it seems like it's large scale. Cool and not cool also is like you can move through the castle without loading screens. There's like oh. no loading screens. But some of the doors I've noticed, there's like a, it takes like a second for it to load. And I was like, oh, hopefully they patch that or something because I had to wait there for like a second for it to open. But otherwise, it's been pretty damn seamless. And, like, everything's going to change whenever I can fly. Do you think, can you fall off the stairs, the moving stairs? Can you, like, walk oh, off the edge I and don't fall? know if you can. I think I tried to jump off, mm, dude. Okay. I'm not I'm sure. They don't it's let interesting you do it. that you're talking about the loading doors, because now I'm wondering, where are the comparisons on door loadings in Metroid Prime? It was always a thing where, like, well, if you we, went too fast in Metroid yeah, Prime, you'd have to wait we, for the door. We did it. We, we, uh, when I was playing, I was, like, looking at it actively, like, this is much faster. I think the one... That was still normal because it like it's narratively uh, they're decompressing the room, so you right. have to wait. But like it was a little bit faster, I think, than it was even in the GameCube version because I think that was just like a trick they were doing. But I mean, it's a real thing. You had to wait for like decompression, so it, everything was like instant open. In, yeah. in Prime. Sorry. Uh, I've also been playing the PS5 version of this game, and it's been good. It's impressive. Runs solid, stable, sixty frames. Looks pretty good. The only Buggish thing I saw was kind of like some of the audio at one cutscene was a little off, it looked mm. like, but for the rest mm. of the game, it's been smooth sailing. Yeah, I mean, running yeah. solid 60s, pretty yeah. good for this game, as good as it looks. Is it using any of the like the, like, the theme music or anything like that? Do Okay, when you like collect something, Damiani, or some like something substantial, it does like the ding, 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 like the 
the whatever the little jingle is from the series. But that's as far okay. as I'm aware. Okay, I didn't there know if could be like, way more. I just don't know. I imagine there's probably just like to be the main theme song. Yeah, it'd be that's like what kind it of a heavily overused. Like. That's yeah. what it seems like. But you know, I could be wrong because it's like it's Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's it seems like they are separating this from like Harry Potter himself, that whole storyline and all that other stuff. So it feels like it's its own kind of standalone thing, big time. Also, you can make your own character, pretty nice character creator. You can make whoever the hell you want, whatever wizard you want to be, anything like that. But yeah, there's also a trans character in it that's like mm-hmm. pretty intense, like a badass. I was like, whoa, don't fuck with this lady, dude. <laughs> kind of thing. I was like, sure. she's intimidating, dude. Don't mess with her. But yeah, I think it's a pretty cool game. All right. Let's move on to our next section, which is Sorted Out. Oh, dang. Huber's favorite segment, but he's not here. Uh, basically, on this segment, we just kind of like talk about anything that we think is not so great in the gaming industry. Could be a, good, a game, just some news event, who knows, whatever, anything that's just kind of annoying us, and we'd love to see Sorted Out. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you two would like to bring up? Anything. If you don't got anything, it's totally cool. The patrons are more than willing to pick up I mean, the slack. I, I could repeat. I could repeat from the podcast, but it's just the instruction manuals. There's instruction oh, yeah. manuals, man. Sort it online. out. Sort it out. Need some instruction manuals. Yo, uh, let me remap buttons in those games individually. Yeah, that's a good one. So I don't have to hold like weird things when I'm playing Mario. Just like, I just, come on, I don't want to do that. Don't make me buy another controller or something. <laughs> I did it for the 64 because it's like atrocious without it. But it's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything, Damiani? Anything bothering you? Nah. No, not this time? Yeah. Totally cool. Had some last time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, hey, dude, it's not a bad thing if you don't got anything you need sorted out. Uh, Let's see. This first one is from Blorp Snorp. Sort it out. I don't want to hear about any game more than six months before it releases. (laughs) Or before it's released. But especially when it comes to these indie retro style games. There's only so many SNES-style Metroidvanias I can keep track of. If you show one of these during a direct state of play, E3, etc., have a release date and make it soon. Hmm. Is, that a sh- is that a slight at Hollow Knight? It's wondering. a little bit of a slight, but um, I would say that they're definitely... This goes for a lot of like simpler indie games to where you, know, like, you kind of get the concept right away, and it's like... Okay, you see it again in a year, mm-hmm. or you know, or like we'll do a preview and like, and they want to do another preview, and I'm like, I I did the preview, like I don't know what yeah, else yeah, we're yeah. gonna say about it at this point, you know? And exactly. So, um, and, yeah, because sometimes like you know, and it's it's not even necessarily that like, you know, that it's it's a great game even, but it's like it's a quick, simple concept, and you just want to hop into it right then. So I feel like sometimes it's like. If you're gonna have the exposure of a Nintendo Direct or whatever, then like maybe have have your game available <laughs> very soon. Uh, and I think that goes for the Switch Online stuff as well. Mm-hmm. It kills me when they're like, "Here's the game's coming to Switch Online." And they're like, "Okay, great. Let me go download that tonight." Oh, two weeks from now. Okay. Yeah. You know, like their rollout. Then I'm not ex- as excited when they finally do come out. Yeah. Has their um, rollout on the like the NES games and SNES kind of just stopped? Not stopped, but it's pre-trickle. They just yeah. always have said there's like no schedule. Yeah, and they just they actually reconfirmed that same thing's going to be true for Game yeah. Boy, Game Boy Advance. Yeah. That we're not we have no right. content schedule for this. Okay, that we're following. Yeah, okay. 
But I mean, N64 has been kind of almost monthly. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they have been dropping, yeah, but we're getting close to the end. Bike hasn't come out yet, right? Yeah. No. That's the thing. They've announced we just a, got GoldenEye, at least, a few of those, and then it's like it, yeah. months we're getting, to see yeah. them. We're getting towards the end of those games they did announce initially, so what happens yeah. beyond that? You know, that, that, that's what scares me. They show you that, that list, and it's like, that's actually it. And then <laughs> maybe every few months, you might get one random game again. It's like, yeah. Uh, like, you don't see like a giant. I want to see like that giant image with like a huge catalog. Mm-hmm. And it's like they Me can't, too. they won't do that. The thing is, it's like some of the N64 games I kind of want to check out, you know, that haven't been on the service yet. Like, they're bad games. Mm. Like, I want to see Quest 64. Oh, I want to see that too. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know it's not a good game. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was wanna, always I curious. Satiate my it. curiosity. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is from Felipe uh, Fonseca. Fonseca? Fonseca, yeah. Fonseca? Okay. Sort it out. Consoles are too damn expensive here in Brazil. Oh. Converting the prices from dollars yeah. and adding taxes make it a luxury item around here. Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, sort it out. For reference, our monthly minimum wage is like 1300 and PS5 costs 4500 Yeah, I think that's partly the government to blame. I don't know all the details. I don't know the details. But I think it's like tariff stuff. Yes. Yeah. Foreign, like... Things have to be taxed when they come in. So there, you'd always hear stories of people uh, going on business trips and then buying it in uh, like America or somewhere else, and then yeah. like bringing it back. And it would be cheaper, be cheaper to get on a flight to go buy it than to buy Dude, it that's there, so which crazy. is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I want to say that the like the for whatever reason there's like some uh, loophole with the Genesis tour. That's why they, like the Genesis had such a long lasting life there. In Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't know if it's still training more, but a lot of game development used to target like. Older specs, older like gen stuff mm-hmm. for there because newer stuff just wasn't selling. selling? Pen, yeah, it just Damn. doesn't have a high sell through rate. So you'd see games being developed for older systems or like older PC specs because mm-hmm. that's what the majority of people yeah. are playing there. We don't have the answers to fix that, but I hope yeah, you're somehow able to get us. consoles cheaper in games. Uh, this next one's from Robert Lee. Sorted out PC ports. Games like the Callisto Protocol and Forspoken run like trash on PC. My mm-hmm. first experience, my first experience playing Dead Space was tarnished by c- constant stutters. To top it off, Warhammer Dark Tide has no controller vibration, and One Piece Odyssey removed the controller vibration f- function from the PC version. Wow, it's an absolute outrage. Yeah, PC ports. I've been like more skeptical about you know, yeah. like getting a PC game at launch. The, the stutter thing has been consistent. Like the yeah. What it has it? exactly. It's like a shader loading. I have or no something. idea. I forget exactly what it is. Somebody will say it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it. Callisto was definitely an, an issue, and it was like one of those things where like, okay, do I do I play the PC version with these stutters, or do I play the Xbox version yeah. that doesn't have that issue, but also doesn't have as you know. Or you play the PlayStation Five version that had the best, but right? Well, I mean, I had. I know. I, I know only why. had the two codes. Yeah. I know. Why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Catch twenty two. Like, what do I have? Yeah, it is just kind of weird. I because like I like PC gaming a lot, but it's just like I don't know a lot of times if it's gonna be great. Right. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't matter how good like your build is. Yeah. It's just right. you no know, problem with the yeah. game, and yeah. and that gets incredibly frustrating for yeah. sure. Shader compilation. Something in there. Oh, that's when Close. like yeah. Oh yeah, but don't, yeah, that's where some of these stutters are coming from. Don't people have like, like work- loading the the shader for? The I first feel like time. people the workarounds for those generally like 
come from people telling you like the download someone already has generated them so you have to download them and like keep them locally so that it doesn't have to keep generating them but like that's a huge amount of like right. that that takes up a lot of space though so i think that's what they're doing because file sizes probably get out of hand i think that's affecting the update on the witcher as well right now oh that's one of the, one of the issues. yeah i know huber's not happy about the witcher right yeah. now <laughs> he's playing ps5 and yeah. A, well yeah they had another problem yeah from the most recent patch all right, time for Keep It Up, which is the exact opposite of Sword Out. Something we are digging that we're thinking, yeah, good job. So obviously, I'm just going to say, hey, yo, Nintendo, keep it up with that that Prime remaster. Good job. Keep that up. 40 bucks too. Shadow Drop that thing. Like, I wish physical was sooner, but still, nice work. I Yeah, if, if they hadn't done it that way, it would have leaked. So I think that's fine on that, in that specific No, no, no. Case. I don't got a problem yeah. with it being first digital. I just wish it wasn't as long of a wait. Sure. If, I, if it was like a week later. They got to ship it, though. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've said this before, but anyone that that puts out your soundtracks. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. At launch or before. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Keep doing that. That helps a lot, actually. Like, <laughs> you know, some of these games like Xenoblade. Sometimes they're like eight months later. Uh, and I'm like, why? Yeah. Why is it so like I you know, I understand like they're focused on getting the game done and then they have to go back and edit and make the soundtrack nice, but it's, sometimes it's just like oh it's just so long. Speaking of a long time, uh Kingdom Hearts just came out on like everything on Spotify and like Apple Music. Oh, oh the Kingdom yeah, Hearts yeah, stuff. So nice. I've been listening to that, but it's been <laughs> yes. real nice. But it took a long time. Yeah, I'll do a keep up for yeah, I'll echo that. Like Square Enix has been very good yeah. about expanding its catalog to be listened to on like various platforms yes. for whether they're subscription based or even starting their own music channel, which some of their entire albums are just thrown on there for free, so you didn't have to be a subscriber yeah. to one of those services. Yep. Yeah, on YouTube, uh, yeah. Like uh, they had a lo-fi chill Final Fantasy fourteen soundtrack that oh. was like that they released and it was like a little too pricey for what it was, in my opinion. So I didn't like jump it. on it yeah, right yeah. away because I saw an advertiser saying it was gonna be on a month later. It was gonna be on their YouTube channel. I'm like, and everyone's like, no, nah, that's not gonna be on there. Month later, it's like the whole thing's on there as a playlist. I'm like, that's cool, dude. Sick, like nice square. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'll try and support when like yeah. I feel like sure. it's a good thing. But sure. some of those like Square always puts out these kind of like spinoff albums that are like doing yeah. something experimental, something different, and mm. I'm never quite sure if it's gonna like justify the price. Like maybe there's like one or two tracks I really just want, mm-hmm. and this is like I think it's a good thing. Like because those things aren't cheap either. Yeah. When you buy them. So yeah. giving me a chance, like li- like play the whole thing. Like if I really liked it, I'm like, dang, I'm, I will go buy this. But like it wasn't really my cup of tea, so I was like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad I didn't have Hell to be yeah. forced to pay that much money to uh, buy. My it. addendum there too is yeah. Keep putting that stuff on like Bandcamp or whatever because, oh yeah, you know, oh so you can I, buy it. right So you can actually yeah. buy it and download it. Yeah. I, I hate when something oh, is just locked to Spotify. I think Apple is Apple, like you, you can, can buy it. Apple when you yeah. buy it, yeah, uh, you get the MP3s and stuff, and you get that. Uh, I I thought it was small sorted out. Okay, so. yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's hear it. Uh, I hate. Still hate pre-orders for collector's editions. Oh. <laughs> well, you got yours. I, I did get mine, but like, not. Did, do you know how I had to get it? What no, I did what did my you setup? Do? What did you do? So the Walmart Walmart pre-order Walmart's pre-orders for the Tears of the Kingdoms collector's edition went live at six thirty a.m. Pacific time Saturday morning. Okay, Friday morning or Saturday morning. But like, I had a feeling that one of the places was going to finally put up at that time. So I with my. Uh, Bed mount, the thing I use to hold my switch and my phone. <laughs> yeah, I put my phone on there with Wario 64's notifications, oh, like man, max volume, <laughs> and put it 
one inch from my face when I went to sleep <laughs> with my computer still on, logged into Walmart and Amazon because oh, they were the man. last ones left. Like each on a window, like with everything set to go. And I did a refresher so like it wouldn't auto log me out for yeah. being inactive. So it kept refreshing the page. Oh, wow. But, did you have the Homer Simpson bird hitting that file? I uh, used a script thing. Oh, okay. So like, and it wasn't too fast. I would get flagged and like they sometimes if you refresh too much, yeah, they're like, mm -mm, you. you're a bot or something. So just the right interval, I think. And uh, 6.30 went off, Saw just saw Walmart tears, ran over to the monitor. Secured. I had Twitter, I had Twitter on Warrior 64's feed there, refreshed really quick, got the link, clicked it, bam, hit pre-order. Didn't even look at the information, like if my payment information or shipping is <laughs> correct, just hit place order. Like, I can, fix that, can later. fix that later. Just get the damn order in. Hell yeah. And then I got the email of notification saying confirmation. I was like, okay. Dude. Good. Excellent. I respect the dumbass. Sometimes you gotta work hard for that, but that dude. I don't like that. Yeah, it sucks. It's annoying. I think that, yeah. But. I was trying to, like, brainstorm ways, but, like, there's, like, all of them, like, just introduce a lot of problems. Like, it'd have to be, like, you have to, like, if Nintendo had, like, a code voucher that, like, if you've ever played Breath of the Wild, but then, like, that would gatekeep it. Like, because you want people who maybe played the original one to, like, get a chance to play the second one. But what about new people who just want to jump in? That's, like, kind of not fair. But I just I was, think like, that stuff shouldn't run out. That's what it comes, like, if it's a pre-order for something in May... I like just take all the pre-orders. I would you can be get. okay for me. If I would be okay if they would take my pre-order now, but they're like, like what they did with Steam Deck and a lot of other things. It's not like, launch day. We just yeah, can't tell list. you when yeah. you're getting it, but you will get one eventually. Cool. Yeah, I get that's that. all I care about. Yeah, yeah exactly. I got that. I'm really glad I didn't want it. So that's time. the real sort out is what Blower said. Yeah. Stop making them so damn limited. So like, take all the pre-orders you can, and then just tell people later. Yeah. That hey, you're, keep. You're gonna get like your. Sorry, you get them maybe not at launch day. Yeah. Hey, uh, keep it up. Keep making collector's editions. I don't actually want. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Make it I'm easy. like, I'm like, I don't need that. I'm okay, actually. You know. Uh, so thanks. A kingdom one. I can't tell you the last compared. time I bought a collector's yeah. edition. It's it's whatever. You know, that's like another a Castlevania DS game. Yeah, that's oh. another sorted out. <laughs> sorted. It's not that Make good. a better collector's I'm edition. Better one. Yeah. For this. Breath of the Wild. Statue, yeah. Where's dude? that master sword? Yeah, that thing was corrupted sick. master sword that thing was statue sick, this time. <laughs> or the Link hand, dude. That'd be sick. if They made a replica it's hand. Just like the yeah. hand. Oh my god, that would've been awesome, Dami. So cool. That would've been sick. Speaking of that, I can't verify authenticity, but I remember like coming across somebody had found in like a random shop in like a small town in Africa like the dead island like decapitated bust do you remember no, this whoa, thing? whoa <laughs> that came with the collector's edition cool which was like a woman's torso with like everything else dropped off whoa that's so wild <laughs> gaming dude gaming's weird alright let's hear from the audience it's from Colt Smith Keep it up. Good remakes. Resident mm -hmm. Evil 2 and 3, Final Fantasy 7, parentheses. I know it's not really a remake, but still. <laughs> Dead Space, Demon Souls, all of these remakes are so good and allow a new gen of gamers to dive into some older, tougher to dive in. Wait, what? To dive into some older, tougher to dive into games. Keep it up. Good remakes. Yeah. Yeah. We love great remakes. Yeah. Another great remake's coming up. Resident Evil 4. That's right. Guaranteed to be good. <laughs> 
Brad, I had a nightmare well, that it might not be good. You stopped this, Tom Manny. <laughs> I've seen so, a lot of that. Because we're so assured. Yeah. Like, I, I forget what it was. It was something. It's not going to happen. Like it was something about like the gameplay. So like the controls are so different that like mm. it plays bad or something. <laughs> oh man, I've but, seen a lot of that game. But then like good. I was like I was like oh yeah, RE two and three already exist. They just literally have to like copy Manny, that control. So once they change the knife, I'm like all right, this yeah. is gonna be a great game already. Get rid of that knife cheese. Yes. I think I was projecting my fears of Tears of the Kingdom becoming nuts and bolts no! onto RE4. No! <laughs> Silence, dude. <laughs> nuts and bolts didn't have anything going for it except that. That's the problem. Um, I have no history with the series, and I don't know what the reaction is right now. But uh, I think this uh, System Shock remake is a perfect example Yeah. of a game that, like, oh. pretty intimidating, obtuse to go back to. And yes. Now here's a modernized version. Yeah, I think that's cool. That will hopefully be faithful. Hopefully be faithful. I would have no idea because I never played the first one, but right. I hope it's good. Uh, let's see. This is from Son of Sparta. Keep it up. The recently released Octopath Traveler 2 demo reminded me just how beautiful HD 2D, HD 2D games are and how well-crafted they feel. The demo legitimately convinced me to get the game day one or soon after its release. So keep making these awesome HD 2D games, Square. Keep it up. Well, I don't think they'll stop anytime soon. Yeah. They're not stopping. I mean, you got Dragon Quest 3, 3 coming up. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if they're going to... I wouldn't be surprised if they remake, like, many Dragon Quest games in that. Mm. 1, 2, especially. Yeah. 1 and 2. And we, I, I mean, after they milk Pixel Remaster one more time this year, maybe they go back to, like, one of the Final Fantasy... The 1, 2, 6 and do, do here's your way. 2D HD version yeah, of these dude, now. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, why not? I guess. Yeah. Keep it up. Keep it up, Square. <laughs> Keep making that money. <laughs> All right. And this final one is from BAM541. Keep it up to the Tears of the Kingdom marketing team. Please keep up the secrecy of the game. I feel like with the way the game is marketed, it is set to surprise people all over again like they did before. Don't show too much. Let people experience it firsthand. Let's savor that potential. It's not like people are not going to buy the next big Zelda game anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I think there's, I, I think that they will, uh, but I think there's a little room to crack it open. I think right now. Yeah, there's some, uh, you can crack that egg a little, a little bit. Yeah, people are a little down from that last trailer. I, I think that they, they need to really give people something that makes it feel not like just a copy-paste sequel. Which I don't think it is. No. But no, it, no, no. it gives that impression. Sure. I get that. And you see that that delicious steak dungeons. You see little <laughs> yeah. puzzles. You like see a little see of that. that. Even just showing like the UI or interface for your... If, oh my if, God, if, we if haven't is, seen any of that. For, just for anything. For but also arm. like if it really is customizing vehicles or something, like maybe... Showing that off because that's not going to be a, a wow moment in the game for me seeing the interface. It's yeah. like I would like to know how this works ahead of time to brace myself for <laughs> Brace myself. <laughs> oh boy. I hope it's hard to make those things like get the pumps. Uh, I hope I, it's tough. I hope it's like a big reward. Because I, I don't, I don't want to be scouring. sidelined immediately. Exactly. I don't want to be scouring high roll for like parts and stuff. You know what I think it could be? Mm -hmm. Possibly. Like it, it's useful in some situations, but like maybe there's a. Like blood moon or something happens where it's Destroys like it. they have the defenses where like it's easily detectable and mm, like you like sure. like it's metallic or something so like they yeah. have like anti things so you need to like have like an organic horse to run through yeah. there so it's a little I'm not ditching my horse yeah. Walter will continue on with me as always <laughs> Walter's coming back <laughs> all right 
Uh, we got some shout-outs for some of our most generous patrons over on patreon.com slash easyallies. This episode, we got Jabba Wobs, El Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Raymond Willow III, and Zio VGM. Shout-out. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and Easy Allies means a great deal to us, and as well as all of our fellow patrons. Thank you. Uh, Bloodworth, let's talk about Season. Yeah, Ooh. I didn't even know this game came out. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it, it's uh, it's really cool. Um, it's if you're you're not familiar with it, it's kind of it's it's interesting because like a whole big part of the game is just wrapping your head around what the world is. Um, but essentially, uh, your character, her best friend, had this weird dream, and then the elder interpreted it as it's like, oh, you know, we're we're coming up on a change of season, which. It sort of, in a way, feels like kind of like the end of the world, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a like a big shift, like a this huge kind of general generational shift, and like you find out like some of the past seasons were like, you know, there was like the golden season, which is kind of like would be sort of recognizable to us as like the kind of like the world that we live in, where it's like okay, there's you know cars and tourists and concerts and movies and all this kind of stuff. You know, and then this war happened, mm-hmm. and that was a new season. And then when the war ended, you know, then that was kind of like the current season where like everybody is just sort of like siloed off and like living in their own like little little pockets, pockets and villages, and the world's not like connected and stuff anymore. Um, and so, but now it's like okay, the season is is going to end, and you live in this like mountain village where like you and your family like the whole season, like, you've just never left. Mm-hmm. Like, you've just been here, and so now your goal is to go out and document what this season is about for future generations. Um, and so that goes into all of the gameplay. Uh, and so you go around on your little bike, mm-hmm. and the Question, bike... can you do a jump on your bike? Can you, like, go off no. a ramp? Damn. <laughs> all right. Um, but the bike... Uh, with the PlayStation 5 controller, which I'm playing on PS5, uh, it uses the adaptive triggers really well. Ooh. And I love this because... Is it like when you're pedaling? Yeah, so you when you're starting it? to pedal or you're going uphill, you get this resistance. Oh. That's cool. And then when you're like full speed going downhill or whatever, like there's no resistance at all. You that's just like fun. let it coast. And that's like, kind of like your cue. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't need to pedal right now. It's cool. Um, and you have um, basically like... Uh, you have a you have a camera, you have an audio recorder, um, and uh, and then there's also spots where you can like sit down and just sketch. But like yeah, so you have this scrapbook, and so as you go to these different areas, they'll like create a new page in your scrapbook, and in that area you you look for things to take photos of, you record things, you sketch things, and then they all kind of like get added to this collection. And then you actually choose how to organize the page on your scrapbook. Okay. And there's also like little quotes of things, so you can choose to put, you know put like a little note next to something or not, or like a conclusion of something that maybe she's learned. Um, and uh, and it's interesting because you you know you start off like not knowing what this world's going to be, right? And then you come into this this valley where they're literally getting ready. Uh, to tear down this dam, and this whole valley is going to get flooded. Oh, jeez! And wiped out. 
Uh, and so it kind of shows you like, okay, now this is okay. This is your like apocalypse essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like this place is just going to be gone. So you want to document it before it's gone. And in the process of documenting this valley, you just learn so much more about like what's going on uh, with society and what's going on, like what happened with the war. Why did you know uh, what what the like kind of gods that people worship there's this whole crazy thing going on that i don't get too deep into but like there is um this kind of like spiritual element to memory to where like um you you wear this pendant to protect your memories and before you leave home like you find like these keepsakes and you sort of you 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 basically put up these offerings and your your mother sacrifices memories Whoa. of like of all the five senses so like taste touch hearing and smell all that stuff and, and she sacrifices her own memories to make this pendant to protect, protect you, you so that you don't you know lose that so you don't forget uh oh. and there's a lot more that goes into that and and like part of the game is kind of discovering all of this stuff and lore and stuff uh, and it just, yeah, it's just really fascinating um, to go through this, and it's like it's really satisfying to put your uh, your scrapbook together. Cool, you know. And when you, what's interesting is, it's like you actually don't need to put a lot of things in to complete a page. Um, so you put down like four or five things, and it's like your page actually looks kind of empty. But then once you put in enough. Then it also unlocks like extra little conclusions or oh, extra sweet. drawings that you can put in there to kind of spruce things up That's or cool. like highlight lines and, and that kind of thing. Cool. Uh, and the the art style is very um, kind of animated, and so like you have the kind of these larger than life characters at times, or people with like weird hairstyles or weird skin tones, and yeah. Uh, and so it's just really cool. That's know, cool. Getting to know all of these people yeah. and their stories. Um, so like going through this world, I guess, you know, the majority of your time you spend on your bike, I assume. Uh, you kind of just like use your bike to get from place to place. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you spend a lot more time on foot just kind of oh, investigating. Okay. Yeah. It seems like this game is kind of like, you know, you're chilling out mostly. You're getting in that headspace and exploring yeah. around. Cool. Sounds really, uh, interesting. The stories kept you engaged. You want to know what's going on all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, you just definitely started like pulling at these threads and it was like, okay, you know, like yeah, there's like, a little okay. bit more here than, than you know, what, yeah, right. than what meets the eye. Cool. Uh, and then what was also interesting too is um, that I was expecting to like, you know, travel the whole world or whatever, and it, it and it's and the actual space that you explore is a bit smaller in the sense that like if you just took your bike and rode around. You know, you could see most of the game that's aside from like a couple of like opening and ending chapters, but uh, you could do that pretty quickly. But it's just so dense and full of detail. Awesome. You know, yeah, that you know, you really it takes time to like fully it all out. That's yeah. cool. Uh, Tim O'Keefe wrote in, not necessarily a question, more of a comment about season, a letter to the future. Hey, allies, played through seasons in about three sessions. I really like the vibe of the game the look of it, and found some of the interactions and moments really beautiful. <clears throat> However, I also found myself getting uh, so sleepy each time I played. Not necessarily negative, but just something I noticed. One little nitpick I wish I could have kept pedaling the bike for for me. For F-O-U or me. 
Whatever. I know Huber mentioned on his stream he prefers original music over license. How does the rest of the panel feel? So is there a lot of licensed music in this game? No. Um, oh yeah, I think that might have been just like a separate question for some reason. Okay. Um, but, but the bike pedaling, how do you Yeah, feel I actually like the way, like I okay. was just talking about how the, the bike pedaling is handled. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the sleepiness is definitely a thing. And, and yeah, without really getting into it, I think it's part of, there is sort of, Dreams play into the story, and there's sort of a nature to that. So, like, you hear nature sounds, you kind of have this like calming music and like meditative experience to things. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know what they could have done to alleviate that, but I definitely, you, I definitely get that sense that, like, yeah, you could get sl- like the sleepiness, of, like, sure. okay, I gotta end. So, but I do think it's a game that's probably best to like split up, mm-hmm. do a couple of areas at a time. And, you know, yeah. and then come back to another night. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like it's, like, a sleepy because the game's boring or anything like that. It's just the kind of vibe of the yeah. game. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it sounds really uh, really jolly. Maybe. I don't know. It probably gets pretty heavy, actually. Uh, do you know how long it is or anything like that? Do you have any idea? It's weird because it's, like, it's Depends about on so much do. about what you put into it. You know, and, like, they said they did it in, like, three sessions. And it yeah. didn't take me that long. You know, I got through it in about a week or so. Cool. Um but I don't know our count necessarily. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, nice. Blowerth. Oh, wait, do you have a question? I was saying, yeah, sounds nice. Oh, yeah. Blowerth, we're going to move on to another one from you. Yeah. Deliver Us Mars. Ooh. That's yeah. what it's called, right? Deliver Us Mars? Yeah. Okay. It's a sequel to Deliver Us the Deliver Us the Moon. Which, did you play that? No, I okay. haven't. Uh, but you do, they do tie in pretty well. Okay. Um, so, and there's like a little museum at the beginning to where it kind of catches you up oh. on right. some of the Recap. events that happened. Um. Uh, so you, you aren't totally lost, but um, but yeah, I'm 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 liking this janky little game. Um, oh, <laughs> what that gets me more interested uh, in the game. Uh, janky little game is like a selling point to me. Yeah, because it's it's you know it's not a very high budget, but it's like it's it's basically like uh, grounded science fiction, right? Like an, oh okay, you know, kind of like an Interstellar, yeah, or yeah. Like, you know, where it's it's like. <laughs> Climate apocalypse kind of thing. Okay. You know, the Earth is sure, yeah. essentially dying. And then I think this is a part of the previous game. I'm not 100% sure, like, how much is, like, you know, how much crosses over. But basically, there was this, like, group of scientists, like, the smartest minds on Earth that were, like, building these, these arc ships or mm-hmm. whatever that were going to be able to help humanity out. And they freaking stole them. Oh. They took off. Jeez. Including your character's father. <laughs> Dude, your dad ditched you? <laughs> Dang. Well, he tried to take you with him, but he was getting oh. chased. So, um, and so, yeah, so it's like, there's also that bond because your 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 sister, like, in this also ends up being your commander. Oh. Um, so it's like, she's Family like, drama. Yeah, family drama. Um, and like, the, one of the other people on your crew got, like, got stabbed by your dad. Or oh my it's God. Like, it's, like, it's like, yeah, so it's like, you know, so there's cool. like a lot of people on Earth are like, these guys are fugitives or whatever. Mm-hmm. And your character is also kind of torn. Was like, it's my dad. You know, but I want to yeah, find yeah. is my dad alive or whatever out there. And yeah, and so, um, and then and eventually they, you know, they get a, you know, a signal, a transmission, that, and find out like, oh, the ships, the ships are on Mars. You know, and so then they like string together. They try to get the budget together for basically like one last rocket to like for this tiny little crew mm-hmm, to, to go to, to Mars. Mars and try to get the ships back. Um, but what's crazy is um, I've made it to, like, chapter five, 
uh, just playing uh, like pretty much a full day on Sunday, uh, and uh, it, and it takes a while before you even get to Mars. Like there's so much lead up in uh, things of like backstory from when you were younger, uh, and like you know flashbacks to like uh, it's it's almost tutorialized, but like you know bef- before you like float around in space is like you know they have you swimming underwater. You know, and like you learn how to maneuver and stuff underwater, uh, and there's also like, uh, like the Tomb Raider pickaxe rock oh, climbing. Oh right, mechanic, I remember this in the trailer. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, yeah. Do this shimmying around, and so like, yeah, you kind of do that like up in the mountains with your dad and your sister cool. in a flashback to learn it. You oh know, sure, with, yeah, with yeah, like yeah. these like mats underneath. Yeah, um, and all of that kind of thing. Uh, but then it also gets into what's weird is it's it has these. Like, it has this blend of, like, first-person sections and third-person sections. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, like, the rock climbing stuff, like, you do that in third-person and you see your character on screen. But then more interior spaces, like, inside the spaceship or outside the spaceship, you do that in first-person. Oh, you okay. just kind of have, like, a little bit of the helmet around you. Uh, but what's cool is, like, you get, like, really, uh, like, in-depth on some of this stuff. So, like, you go through, like, this whole launch sequence. Uh, when you get in the rocket and like your sister's calling out it's like okay you know so you know oxygen and you flip a switch check and like fuel flip a switch check and like grab this thing and like slide this down and pull this panel up and just like all of these little things Mm -hmm. yeah but that's when we get to like some of the jank budget stuff because it's like you're in first person and like you use a cursor to click on these things uh with the playstation controller or whatever but your character model's hands stay in place the whole time. <laughs> and in one of the sequences, like I moved the camera just far enough and I tried to do this later on another uh, section and it, and it didn't happen, but I like, I moved it to the point to where like I could see down my neck. <laughs> so stuff like that. Yeah. Um, another thing uh, with uh, the, the PS5 version, like I, I think they're going to patch it, but it's real. It's a real snuff, mess right now. Right so now. I played through like four full chapters of this game on PS5. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, do I have this on PC too? And like the PC version ran so much better. But like the PS5, like I was literally like, they're like, we're approaching the launch pad. And there's like a button like, look. And you look and like trees are like popping up. Like tree. Whoa. And it's just like, it just looks like barren ground and then tree. And then tree <laughs> and stuff like that. And yeah. then like and there's this other section where uh, you come across like on Mars, you come across like this big canyon area, and it's so weird because like you know how we we're talking about like shader things causing stutters or whatever. Yeah. Because it was like the game was sort of running at sixty, but then when it wasn't running at sixty, it was running at like twelve. It would just like chop 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 chop. And so, and, and there's just, like, a lot of roughness like that. Um, and so, like, now, like, I switched over to the PC version. Like, after midnight, like, decided, like, oh, what if, what if I look at the PC version? And, like, and it was, like, running more smoothly at 60, but it still has its issues. Yeah, like, I would yeah, still yeah. see some popping in weird places. <clears throat> uh, there's, like, different hair tech that's, like, an option oh. on the PC version. Sure, so, yeah. like, the hair looks a little bit more natural. But it also does that thing to where, like, like when they out. change camera angles, oh, it, like, pops a little yeah. bit. And sometimes when it pops, like, a strand of hero just with, like, horizon <laughs> <laughs> like that, dude. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
But there's just something about um, the personal nature of the story and the grounded nature of how the world is and just like you've got – oh, you've also got like this like golden eye like, like welding – like cutting torch kind of thing. Okay. And so there's a part where like this stuff hits like one of your thrusters and you have to like fly out and like cool. cut it off. That's cool. Uh, there's some some light laser puzzles in there too Ooh. for like for transmitting Uber? power. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just, yeah, there's just like a lot of variety. You have like this little companion floaty robot that can go through vents. Sweet. Love that. And activate Always stuff fun. from a distance. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, this game sounds like Cuber Joint for sure, except maybe the laser puzzle. <laughs> Seems cool. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want to finish it. Yeah. You know? Oh, great. Like, I, I, I want to. You know, Love I'm, I'm going to basically like catch up on the PC version and skip some cutscenes and do what uh, you got to do and blood. finish it there. But uh, yeah, I do want to finish it. Cool. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Dominic, you played this Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. You played the demo. Is that what you played? Nah, play the the game for for preview. Okay. Full, yeah. yeah. Full game. Full game. Got yeah. it. And uh, i pretty sure I played one of them in the past. Yeah, yeah. I'm it was on DS, I think. Or th- was it 3DS or I DS? I think 3DS was probably the first I have one, one of it was them. Either on, yeah, it was either on one of the Nintendo handhelds or if it ever came to like iOS, I played it on like Sure, iPhone. I think it's been on iOS. I'm pretty yeah, sure it I has. Think it's been on others. I yeah, think that's sure. probably where I played it. But uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's a rhythm game uh, based on uh, the Final Fantasy franchise, first and foremost, um, where you just basically are walking across like scenic recreations, like kind of like cartoonish recreations mm-hmm. of um, iconic places from the Final Fantasy series. And above your characters, while they're like battling or walking across fields, are the, the the rhythm game part of it. And it's usually just like, you know, these circles, like red circles, green that like red are just like tap once, mm-hmm. greens like hold. Sometimes they come in like pairs. So and how you do it is you can hit any left any right or left side face button or trigger will uh, activate like a single input. When you need to do like a double input one, you just hit, hit one anything on the left side of your controller, anything on your right side of your controller at the same time. Um, obviously, there's like the hold stuff. There's directional ones as well, like up, down, left, right, or yeah, yeah, cardinals yeah. as well. Uh, and then like during the uh, field ones, there's like a hold with the green where you gotta like kind of like drag it up and down, like trace oh, okay. the the kind of curved path, um, which is probably like the most complicated mm-hmm. uh, mechanic of the game. Um, and that's that's like the basic premise of how yeah, you play yeah. the game. And, it's just a rhythm and, game. And, and yeah. Really, I don't know if they're doing anything different with that because I don't. It's been so long since we played the last one. Um, so from a gameplay standpoint, um, for a rhythm game, I mean, it has various difficulties for each song. Uh, you have like I think up to four. There's like standard. It's literally almost like a. 14 turns, but not quite. It's like standard, which is normal. Uh, there's extreme, which is like the harder difficulty after that. Then there's like ultimate. Savage? There's no, there, there is no savage. There's something called supreme, mm. which is above ultimate. So I think okay. that they may supreme. flip. Yeah, they flip yeah. those. Get some green peppers and mushrooms um, in there. And then on top of that, uh, this is nice. Um, they like one accessibility feature is you can change the the color scheme of the buttons, the, the buttons cool. to yeah. if they're just not showing up as well, as well as uh make the lines because there's uh, the bars that they're coming across you can like make them more profound mm. and show up a little bit more so it's easier to see them and I think there's an option I haven't messed with it yet but I think it uh, reduces how much you see the background it just turns the background off because 
it actually can trip up things. Yeah, for sure. sure. Uh, I'll get to it, it in a second. But there's stuff that can definitely be distracting. And on top of that, uh, there's three uh, different types of uh, input styles. So there's the default one, which has like everything as is. There's like a pairing one, which I think is like uh, either for multiple people or just like I haven't tried it yet because it looked. I was like, I don't want anything more advanced. For me, I'm <laughs> terrible at rhythm games. Sure. So they have a simple input. Okay. Uh, what it does is it removes directional inputs because I'm shit. Oh, so okay. I'm absolutely trash at directional inputs. I can on an analog stick, I can never hit them correctly. And like this one, like they got the diagonals, and I'm like, I no, that's too fast. Like <laughs> oh, I'm not dealing diagonals. with that. Diagonals. Oh. So it removes that completely. <laughs> And I didn't realize this at first, but the one where you have to trace up and down, you actually don't even have to trace. Oh. I was doing it and feeling good, but then when I like didn't do it, I'm like, oh, it's just auto doing it. Yeah. But like, so you just have to focus on like the timing of inputs, and that's yeah. really it. And I think that's really good for someone like me because it can get hectic. Uh, it can for get sure. hectic. Um, standard, nothing too bad whatsoever. But it's like right. fun trying to like get everything perfect because they have like. The same scoring thing, like the more mm. uh, you want to keep your chain going mm -hmm. uh, for a higher score. Um, also factors in some other gameplay elements, but like there's like misses, which are completely bad. Then bad, good, great, critical, and then there's like rainbow critical, like you get like Whoa. the perfect timing. Um, so it's kind of fun to see how many of those you can do as mm -hmm. well. Um, and obviously there's like, so how it works is there's like a your main character, you have a party you form of up to four players. Uh, yeah, you can and, pick who you want, right? You, yeah. And who did you use? Your leader... Oh, well, I started with the the fourteen. So okay. you, you you only pick one series to unlock at the beginning. Okay, you chose fourteen. Um, so I chose fourteen. So okay. I got Ishtola. Yeah, so I got uh, two versions of Ishtola were available. Um, Thancred, Ida, oh, a lot of them, at least. But it's Ida. It's yes. her early form, and uh, and uh, Alphano was oh, the other sure, one. Oh, sure, yeah. Got. So you get you get four, but like two versions of Ish Ishtola can be playable. Um, so you can have up to four party members. And who you pick as your leader that they show their HP bar. So as when you're in battle and you're attacking, like when as you as you start failing, getting bads and misses, you like start taking damage and mm -hmm. your HP bar goes down. And if you hit zero and die, that's a failure. Song, so it's yep. like it's Reset. a little bit more like themed yeah. after like combat. Um, so yeah, let's talk about like that part of it. So it's not just simply just like hitting the rhythm stuff. You gotta like pick your party members. Mm -hmm. um, they start at level one. They level up to level ninety nine. Uh, each song you complete gives them experience points. Um, and then when you hit level nine and nine, there's like nine star levels above them, but like it seems like an insane grind. Prestige. Like I got to level ninety nine after playing like through six different series of games uh, on, on four characters, but like doing two more barely even moved. Like I can't even tell I got any experience. Mm. I had to like, go into like the details to see my exp number. I'm like, oh, it is going up, but like, <laughs> holy crap, is I gotta take forever. Um, as you level up, each character comes in like a, is a different kind of like class. So like you have defenders, physical, support, summoners. Um, I think there's one other I'm forgetting right now. Um, and then each of them have unique abilities. And you get you on, as you level up, you unlock skills. So for like the like for Cecil, the paladin, um, he is there to protect people. Is there Cecil Dark Knight also? Uh, no, it, it was paladin? just paladin okay. in this one. Um, so he gets like. Protect shell like and, and then the, you can equip up to three skills as you unlock them. Uh, you start with none, but eventually you unlock more, and you can mix and match. And you'll see they activate under certain conditions. Some um, only activate when your chain gets up to a certain amount, so you want to keep your chain going. Uh, some only activate after a certain part of the stage has been completed. Some are just persistent throughout. 
Um, and so you kind of like got to take a look at those and take those into consideration because while you can easily complete songs um, if you're skilled enough, there are secondary quests on each on each song level. So there's just reaching completion, which will advance you, or you complete the secondary quest, which has like a collectible. They come in the form of either like a nice like like a uh, piece of artwork or a scene, like iconic scene, so you can go to your collection, take a look at it. That's fine. Uh, you can get permanent stat upgrades, like uh, like guard plus, like HP plus, magic plus, that you could spend to increase your stats, because each character has, like, I think six different, six or eight different like base stats okay. that keep going up as you level up, and okay. you can speed that process. And then like you get uh, some like other cool stuff as well. Um, and then items, you get items as well that you can use before battle. Like you can use a EXP bonus, so you can get more experience from that. You can activate a Phoenix down. So if you know it's a level like you're getting really close to the end, and like you just need that extra push, you use the Phoenix down. So you know when you get there, you gotta be everyone will be raised, and you could like try and finish it out right there. Yeah. Uh, and so when you pick a series, you unlock. So I started with fourteen. Okay. Um, it looks like a, a like a, a linear corridor you're going down, uh, and it like it like looks like a t- typical like map where mm-hmm. you're in an environment, and then there's like a little. What p- was the environment? So start off like in uh like kind of like uh like green like grass area. Okay. Uh, uh, and huh. then you start with the first uh song, and it will show you like an enemy on there and it'll like tell you like all the and it'll show you all the enemy information like who will be the boss character of this was it a 14 specific enemy so for the first one it was i have forget but there there are okay. so for okay. fun thing for 14 it goes through the game story and then some of the experience it went up to the end of uh shadow bringers actually wow. but it starts like there's only like three songs from shadow yeah, bringers yeah, so yeah. like it actually had the most songs of any I was like, wait a second, this is going to have a lot. So you go through like a Realm of Born. So you do like Torn from the Heavens, like basic Mm -hmm. battle thing. You do like some of the classic stuff. And then you do like Ifrit. And then you do Titan. Mm -hmm. And then you do like Garuda. And at some points we get to, you could pick left, like one or the other just to advance. You can always go back and, and do the other one. But when you reach the end... Uh, you, you you get a title complete. You you um sorry. Now when you reach when you reach a certain point, you get a chest that gives you a key that'll let you unlock another series. So you can either back out at that point, got it, and go to another series. If you're just like I'm kind of tired of this, I want to try something else. So mm-hmm. they don't make you finish the whole thing, which okay. is kind of nice. Um, but they, like they do do a good job in the theming. So all the boss fight stuff, like if re- they literally like took. The environment from fourteen and like oh really put it in that's the game cool. so that's what but like did was? like it's like kind of chibi style yeah, like art like cartoonish version of it that's so it's cool. like by the side but it looked pretty good I mean they went all the way to uh, in uh, uh, in uh, Shadowbringers they did like uh, the O twelve the uh, the Omega mm-hmm. series raid they yeah, did like yeah. the arena from like the final fight of that that's I was fun. like in the song for that I was like oh that's pretty cool but they there were some good ones in there uh, they did the the theme from a uh, uh, I forget the name of it, uh, but have, from the twinning. Do they uh, have the big fat tacos? Oh yeah, they have Ultima okay. in there. <laughs> oh, I love the twinning song, dude. Yeah, yeah. the the one that they do the meme yeah, dance yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Of they have that in there, and it's like the sounds like Sick. they knew what they were doing yeah, with of this. Course. So like some of the the so there's two types. There's field and there's FMS and BMS. Field music stage is where you're walking across, and, battle music and that's stage? the only one where you get the trace uh, green line thing. Okay. Otherwise, it doesn't appear in that. And then the battle ones is you're stationary. You're not walking along. Yeah, you're in a fight. Yeah. Mm. And so you only see the enemies that you're able to beat. So, like, for example, uh, one of the boss fights uh, was uh, Golbez. And I went to the Final Fantasy IV series. And you had to fight the four fiends in that stage to get to him. 
I didn't even get through them by the end of the songs. I didn't even see Golbez because I was so low level of my Final Fantasy IV characters. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and again, you'll see attributes for the stage you're doing, like what's a weakness. So this, this, these enemies will be weak to like uh, lightning attacks, or these will be weak to water or ice attacks. So if you bring a character who has a spell that can do something like that, you might be able to like accomplish that a little bit better. You also can equip a summon as okay. well oh, wow. and you earn them as you progress through each of the the series and they're kind of it's not they're kind of random drops so you can get multiple of a certain type so like for like ramu i got like three of them but like the last one i got led like had three bonus attributes so like sometimes they only come with one which is like increase attack by five percent he had like and they're like i think in bronze silver gold something like that some mm -hmm. kind of like classification system and when you get like the like the one i got it had like Bonuses to a bunch of stuff is like really cool, and then you uh, like like Ridia, uh, her specialty she's a summoner. She's more likely to summon them, so you can bring them out more often. But like you'll see, it's kind of hard to focus on uh, what's going on yeah, <laughs> in sure. the battle. So like you're not having to select actions or anything like that. The characters just yeah, like do. meet conditions and then you they just do focus their attacks. But that's what I was saying where it got distracting. So we're going to summon comes out. This is like, like Leviathan comes out. This is big loop-de-loop. And it shoots a beam across where all your stuff is. And I'm like, I can't see crap right now. <laughs> ah, I'm like, oh, I hope I'm hitting this stuff correctly. But yeah, it, I mean, it looks cool. But it, there is a practice in an auto mode if you just want to, A, see the stage uh, without any, like, like you know concerns yeah and practice lets you skip to any part of the, of the song stage. on any difficulty oh, so if you're cool. struggling with a certain part you can skip to it that's nice and try practicing that to that's see great. if you can do that which series did you do okay so i started with 14 uh then i did final fantasy one okay. uh because it was pretty short then i jumped to final fantasy four uh did all final fantasy four and then i noticed there was a theater rhythm series that only locked if you completed a certain amount of series so i started seeing which had the shortest amount so i went to the very end because it goes all the way up to 15 okay uh and then it starts jumping into other like spin-off series like it has a record keeper it has a final fantasy fables chocobo's dungeon i did that one wow. actually wow. And it had like five songs there was a uh uh, the other mobile one, uh, Mo uh, Movius. Brave Movius, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was in there. And then um, they also had a Type Zero. I did Type Zero. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. I did Type Zero. Uh, they have a... Uh, Don't they have like a... Octopath in this game or so something? So there's a, another one. I think I thought it was in the theater rhythm, but there is another series one that you can oh. watch. So there's Final Fantasy series. Some of these have series. So like there's a Final Fantasy VII series one, and that's where Crisis Core stuff is in there. Because there's Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then there's Final Fantasy wow. VII series. Like uh, wow. the, the, It's kind of interesting how they do it for that. Huh. Mm. Um, and then they give you like a difficulty of the quest. Mm -hmm. So like those secondary. Some of them are really easy. Like do like, get a high enough score. Um, but some of them are like defeat the actual boss. And like, as I said, some of them I don't even see. And like, mm. I'm a, I, like I was getting high level. I'm like, I'm not even seeing this boss. So it's definitely meant to be played over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that you a, are grinding out the levels and then getting a... The, the the spells you yeah. need so that you're more efficient. There Most are, there are non Final Fantasy games in here too, right? That's what Brad was yeah, saying. Like you oh, said, Octopath. Octopath. Uh, there's apparently near in there as well. Right, yeah. uh, Live Alive apparently oh, is in sick. here somewhere. I cool. believe. Cool. That's really cool. I'm glad. Yeah, they, 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 they listed them all and like. Um, that's rad. 
I, I haven't gotten to try any yeah, of those, yeah, but it. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to do it. But like, there's like, what they say, there's over 385 songs wow. or something. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna like smash ultimate here. Yeah. This is like the final, like, so basically, Brad and, and Blood, if you like Final Fantasy music, and it's not, it, it's a fun way to like re listen to like maybe a minute and a half to two minutes of these songs. It doesn't like, it's not those like long loops. It's like the first loop, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a little bit of like interactivity, and like there's kind of like a cool theme going on with the visuals it's like kind of like a nice whole package yeah i'll say like maybe i'm playing on the switch like maybe the audio quality like i don't know if it's like a volume thing like it's i don't know if it's like as crisp or as like loud Hmm. like i don't sure density i guess is like i kept saying like it sounds like soft Hmm. compared to like when i listen to it like like the 14 stuff i'm like i hear it in 14 like "Eh, it sounds a little bit like more like yeah yeah, in 14 and it says here so i don't know if they're like compressed pressing yeah get on that Switch cart. Uh, most important question though. Mm-hmm. There's Final Fantasy 11, right? Oh yeah. Okay. There's Final Fantasy 11 in okay. there. Okay. Every Final Fantasy they have ten. I well, believe they have 10-2 in there as well, wow. but not not. And I don't I, I don't think they have 13-2 or Lightning Returns. Oh okay. Maybe maybe there's a 13 series I missed. Um, didn't do Final Fantasy 10 yet. That's the one I want to do. You're saving like, that one next because yeah. yeah. I unlocked the theater rhythm, but like it's songs from the old older theater rhythm games, oh, kind of like oh, unique to it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So like they're including all the legacy songs mm. as well. And then again, like the kind of like the collectopedia thing that you have. Some of them are like movies. For example, the opening movie, a, a condensed version of the opening movie to Final Fantasy XIV is available there. You unlock Ooh. the it's, it's answers. It's the original trailer. Cool. They cut out, they cut around a little bit, sure. so it's not the full thing. But like, it looked amazing. I was like, I almost cool. I, I was That's like, oh, I took a picture. Like, on Yo, Switch. on Switch now. Yeah. What's this? <laughs> but like, they do, like they do it for the other ones as well. I got a, you know, like Final Fantasy IV is like in game. Like it was like the 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 in in game visuals, but then they had the. Uh, DSCG like thing as well, so mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to have like all that in one place. There's a like a, a jukebox thing, so you can just like mm. listen to music excellent, as excellent. you unlock it. Um, so this was like kind of like the there's three modes. There's like the the quest mode, um, uh, and then there's like just like play any individual song. Um, I'm actually forgetting what the last thing was. I didn't uh, I didn't really mess with it. Um, it's like a marathon mode or something like that. And then there was like a. You have like a card, a profile card you can share with other people. It just shows like your stats, and you can exchange that. Bragging rights. Yeah. Um, and as as you're playing everything, you're accruing this like musica score. Um, and as it hits certain thresholds, you unlock extra bonuses, like pieces of artwork, and cool. that's how you get like these movies and artwork cool, and cool, stuff cool. like that. And then completing some quests also give you those bonuses as well. Yeah, it's it's a pretty simple game. I mean, you can make it as hard as you want. Like, obviously, crank up the difficulty and do like the more advanced inputs. Mm-hmm, it sure. seems pretty intimidating to someone like me. But if you're like me, who you know just kind of wants to hit some things and like hear some pretty noises and some <laughs> nice colors and like listen to some good music, it's yeah, you know, sure. you know, There's pretty satisfactory that way. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so quickly, I just wanted to talk about Game Boy and Game Boy Advanced thoughts because we got two questions related to sure it. yeah go ahead. Yeah. so we'll just go through the questions for it yeah the, yeah if you missed it we did talk about yeah it on the we last went more in depth EGLI's on that podcast yeah so if you want our thoughts there but these couple questions related to it this one is from reptile scorpio howdy allies it's awesome that so many classic gba titles are already announced to be hitting the switch i'm hopeful we'll get some underrated gems pop up as well with the astro boy game by treasure being oh. my number one hope nice what titles from this era of handheld games would you love to see pop up on the switch um 
it's original Game Boy, um, and I know there's fan translations and stuff out there, but that uh, that the Frog the Bell Tolls oh, or whatever yeah. that it was only mm-hmm. in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it'd be really cool to yeah, see an official translation call. of that. Great call, bud. Yeah, it's kind of a, a precursor to uh, Link's Awakening. Oh, that'd be awesome. If, if, yeah, so she did like an official English translation finally for it. That would be sick. That would be sick. Yeah. Yeah, because Nino and Nintendo is never going to use the match. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I w- that's would... A, that's a good one. I would love to get some Game Boy Advanced anime games. Mm. They have, like, the Legacy of Goku games <laughs> they got. Yeah. They probably got some Shonen Jump games I would love to oh, check out. Oh, man, yeah. Like we- one Piece and stuff. Probably some Naruto game on there. Dude, yeah, we need to get a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm trying to think of anything that, like, maybe didn't, like, come out here as well. That would be, like, a really good get. Um... And nothing's coming to mind. I mean, they only showed one Golden Sun game. Right. They better, Just be that, one. They better get both Golden Sun yeah. games I on there, I didn't know please. there was two on Game Boy Advance. Yeah, there's three. So it's like, let's get two. Well, well we, three total games. But yeah. Well, when you talk about Tactics Ogre, we, we learned that the, the GBA game was a different game. Yeah. So it'd be great to get that. That'd be great. Yeah. I would love that too, blood. Yeah. Or like the Fantasy Tactics Advance game on GBA. Was it? Yeah, uh, I think it's a- just Advance. There's Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and A2. And A2 but A2 is the, was DS, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Cool. Yeah, that would be a really good one. Um, and then we said it on the podcast, but the Final Fantasy Advance games yes. as well. Yes. Yeah, yes, four, five, Annie. and six. Yes, my friend, yes. You know what? Get those Tony Hawk games on there. The yeah. Tony Hawk oh, yeah. Game Boy Advance game was cool. Oh, it was really fun. Yeah, when are we getting the when are we getting Mario Golf added to that? Great mm. question, Damiani. Yeah. yeah Game, Boy. Was Game it, Boy Color. Game Boy Color is the one. Yeah. yeah. Where is it? <laughs> Where is it? Nintendo's going to be scary because when they release it, more people are going to know how great it was and how not good the reason was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question is from Mayuri P. Hey, allies. It's great to see that you can play uh, GBA Classics on current hardware. However, there are already so many emulators out there that allow you to play the GBA titles on PC with added mods that make them so much better to play. I know Nintendo added some features like save states when they bring the NES slash NES games, but do you think they will add anything new for Game Boy games? Copyright issues aside, some of the mods on emulators are good that I find it hard to play the vanilla GBA anymore. Uh, I don't know. I think the whole point of them is just you can play these legally. Yeah, yeah. yeah official releases. Yeah, like... I. Like, I understand the benefit of, of, you know, having the emulation and have that stuff preserved. Um, and and a lot is actually learned that way. And yes. A lot happens. But it's, yeah, it, it, to me, it's like, it's not a solution. Like, it's, people are doing that because they have to do it. Um, and so, um, yeah. But, it, yeah, it's, unfortunately, that at the same time, it's like, in terms of new features, we probably won't see new features. If there's any emulation issues, like with stuff we saw on the N64, they might clean patch, it up, patch maybe. it, yeah. up, clean it yeah. up. Yeah, that's like the most I think you can hope for. I don't have my phone on, so I can't look up. But I did see a tweet in the last few days of um, like the emulation community talking about how there's like a thing that tests like certain things for every emulator for how authentic the game is close to like OG hardware. Mm. And they were saying that they were actually pretty impressed with this oh, as well. Great. Like that it was getting things. And someone did a whole long Twitter thread about the the color, the the how how it looks correct. Like how emulators get it wrong unless you like you apply like a special filter or something like yeah, it, it, it just the, natively just does it right. They're basically, you know, hardware emulators that you can stick cartridges into. They're saying that yeah, the colors on those weren't as accurate. Yeah, so it's like if they you know just keeps holding up, it's like the closest to like the original way 
like playing on an OG hardware, which I think is very important. Obviously, you know, with mods and, and stuff, like you can Im- make things improved and, you know, make it more accessible, but there should always be a way to play it as close to possible as it was on the original hardware. Yeah. All right, let's get into some emails. If you would like to send an email, head on over to patreon.com slash easy allies, join our $5 and up tier, and you can send in questions for our emails or sort it outs and keep it ups, all that good stuff, as well as stuff for the Easy Allies podcast. And you can join our Discord by being a $5 and up patron. Hop on over there, lots of good stuff. All right, let is, let's get into it. Uh, this is from Brandon K. Gain. Hello, everyone. Just this past weekend, I finally got around to trying a game that I've been putting off for almost five years, Octopath Traveler. Mm. Despite my absolute lo- despite me absolutely loving the HD 2D aesthetic, I've been intimidated by the size of the game and suffered some paralysis by analysis and indecision on who to play as first. Well, after finally jumping in and hitting the three-hour time limit on the demo, I am excited to continue. So this leads me to ask you, have you ever put off trying a game for any reason for an extended length of time, only to find out once you finally dove in, you really enjoyed it. Thanks for l- taking the submission. If you do, and stay easy, fellow allies. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollow Knight, I waited for it to come to Switch. Mm. Me too. Yeah. I did. Um, but, I mean, everyone who was, was playing it was saying... Yeah. It was questioning, like, why, why is everyone waiting when we're telling you it's as good? Like, <laughs> I just wanted to play, play it You can play it now, and it's like, yeah... I don't know. I guess I was waiting. Like I, in my mind, like Switch was gonna be a little bit like more, like a m- larger group of people are gonna play it. So sure. larger like second <laughs> group of like a co- sort of consensus on the right. game. And when it came to Switch and everyone was like again praising it, I'm like, all right, time to like you know jump mm-hmm. in. Uh, anything for you, blood? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, this kind of thing happens to me all the time. But <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then everybody knows what I've been playing. Uh, but yeah, like you know, last year. I played Arkham Knight finally. I played Asterisk Wrath finally. I played Cuphead finally. Um, yeah, all, all, all really good times. Yeah. Uh, I think the year before that was Paper Mario or Origami King. I played through that. Oh yeah, that was a really cool game. Yeah. Um, one of these days, I'm sure Thousand Year Door will be on that list because I've oh, started that game but never gotten that far into it. It'll be on Switch by the time a remaster. Yeah, yeah, that'll be nice. Uh, I put off playing Chrono Cross for like a decade or more. Mm-hmm. But then I finally played it, and I thought it was really cool. Like I really liked it. I still haven't played that game. I've listened. I know. I've listened. I don't know entire, if you would like it. I've listened to the entire soundtrack multiple times, but like, yeah. Uh, Maybe the newer version make it easier. But. I've just yeah. Everything I heard about it was like it's not. I, I don't know if I want to play this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's very different. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. Uh, only quick one, Brad, because it was—I think it was you—kind of hounding me all the time uh, to get me to finally play Shovel Knight. Yeah. You, always, you were always nice. like, "Doniani, why aren't you playing this game?" <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> now I played it, and you're like, "Dude, yeah, dude, yeah, man." Shovel Knight's awesome. All right, this question is from James Anderson. Hey, allies, I've really been enjoying some of uh, Microsoft's games the past couple years, like Psychonauts 2, oh, yeah. As, Dus- As Dusk Falls, mm. and of course the recent, recently Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, games I haven't played like Grounded or Sea of Thieves also seem to have generally positive buzz. Even as different as these games are in their relationship, Microsoft are, it feels like the Xbox First Party is finally starting to develop a vibe that breaks free of the Halo Gears and Forza stereotype while still being different from Sony and Nintendo. Good job. I dig that. However, 
it feels like this is also, however, it feels like this is also stuck being completely and utterly overshadowed by all of Halo Infinite's problems and the uncertainty around Starfield and Redfall. And of course, the looming Activision Blizzard merger. The question is, do you think Xbox is already doing enough already doing enough to truly change their dude bro shooter reputation or can you think of what uh, more they can do to get these games to impact their overall image uh i feel like they're doing more than they have been in a long time to get outside that dude bro image i guess they're known for the 360 area of like halo forza gears kind of thing like high fire rush is like yes yeah. Very different. We're finally starting to see a lot of their games come out, finally. Like, Pentiment, Big Time, was way different. Uh, Grounded, yeah, super different. I feel like their big, big, big IPs, though, or a lot of people think about are those games. Like, Halo. Right. Forza, Gears of War, which we learned that they're working on Gears 6 now. So, it's like, that's still coming, and I think they're doing more just because they have way more teams now. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's... You know, it is largely a result of uh, getting Bethesda and Obsidian in there and the games that, you know, they have been cranking out. Um, and then hopefully we will see stuff like um, Fable and Hellblade soon. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. yeah. You know, whatever the crap Everwild is. Oh, blood. We're going to be waiting a while yeah. for that still. But, yeah, yeah it, it definitely, you know, um, definitely helps that, they have Tango now, and yes. so like something like Hi-Fi Rush just did not feel like Xbox had whatsoever. Nope. And Feels so I hope unique. that their audience responds to that because you know, as we see, like a lot of games just don't come to Xbox mm-hmm. because those companies d- just think they're not going to sell many Japanese games. Yeah, especially. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I don't think it has the install base in Japan, but you know, it got, doesn't. But it doesn't. But then yeah. looking at a global market, it's yeah, just like totally. maybe reconsider. Yeah, you'd think that they would at least be worth the port, and a lot of times they, you know, times they're, they're on everything bothered, else yeah. but the Xbox. Yeah. I, the, to be fair, to give some Xbox some credit, even though these games eventually appeared in some, maybe some other platforms, at first they had you know these types of games were kind of nice to see on there, like a Cuphead. Yeah, show up on there, and then like Ori, yep. as well, definitely like, like seeing absolutely. But I think some people are like those are smaller scale games. Those aren't first party games they're, either. Yeah, and they're not first party, so they they're they're looking at where like their biggest studios, like High Five Rush, I think is like the first like in a while like concrete example of like it's not like you, this is not what you expect from Tango. <laughs> like, at yeah, all. yeah. <laughs> it's like I think um, Pentiment's a good example of that, that too. Yeah, but that, it, like yeah. High Five Rush definitely had much more of impact when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, t- t- talking that, though, I-, I think that, you know, of the three, Xbox is, is doing the best job of courting indies and mm. promoting indies, you know. It's like, sure. I, or, you know, we've recently got on the Xbox list where, like, they're sending me, like, a dozen indie games a week, you know, and, like, <laughs> a lot of them I've never heard of and, you know, probably won't get a chance to check out. Um, but by doing that and being supportive of that, you know, they are finding, you know, those things like a cuphead, mm-hmm. you know, that, yeah. you know, they can put their muscle behind and say, hey, this is, this is worth everybody yeah. giving a look. Yeah, it's weird, the indie space, because everyone's competing to grab indies for their platform. Like, mm-hmm. we saw Sony get Sifu and Stray, which aren't, I think Sifu's finally coming to Xbox, but Stray, as far as I know, isn't yet. But it right. is interesting to see these studios latch on to 
indie games individually. Yeah, Sony has been this weird roller coaster ride sure has. indies. Sure mm-hmm. has, yes. Like super on top of it. Yeah, and then <laughs> drops it entirely, and then mm-hmm. starts to build it back up again. Yep. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think like a lot of people at Annapurna used to be at Sony Santa Monica oh, okay, when sure. they were doing the indie stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, they had um, Unfinished Swan. Was that there? Or Eva Finch was at Santa Monica. Yeah, they, I'm trying they, to they supported those. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. All right. Uh, this is from D's Butts. <laughs> hey allies, I just finished up watching your Goaty deliberations, and it left me thinking. Would Vampire Survivors have seen the same level of acclaim if it was playable on phones first? Would hardcore gamers have given the game a fair shake if it was seen as port of a mobile game? I think that's actually an interesting question. Because I don't think... If it was mobile only at the beginning, I don't think it would have gotten the buzz. Maybe it would have gotten some buzz, but not like the buzz where people were playing it on streams and stuff like that. Maybe. I. The thing is... Because I feel like that game went through different circles when it came out to each mm. platform. Mm, mm. Because... Well, the PC circle. Yeah, um, the PC circle. Like, apparently a bunch of people were talking about that game when it came out on PC way earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. And I never even... I, I heard people talking about it very uh, yeah, I'm sure early. sure you did. But for whatever reason, like, I just didn't even... Yeah. I didn't catch it was, wind of that. Because it was post. early access and it was still kind of small. Yeah. And then when it came out on Xbox and it got, like, this second wave of buzz and everybody yeah. was talking about it again. And yeah. And it was just... And so I kind of feel like that potentially could have still happened with mobile towards like when it came out on mobile, people would have been talking about it, like talk about with Marvel Snap. And then when it started hitting other platforms, yeah, you know, each time it hit a new uh, platform, it would hit a I different think, wave of people. I think it just depends blood if it was, it was, I have no idea if it's like good on mobile playing that game. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like Marvel Snap works well on mobile because it's designed for that. But it's like, I don't know if Vampire Survivors is... Yeah. Uh, the only knowledge I have is, is uh, Gabby was playing it yeah, on, on i well on iPad oh, I iPad? believe so okay. like the bigger screen definitely helps, helped for it sure like yeah. phone didn't seem like kind of out of the question for that small of a screen because how zoomed out already it is it yeah, seems yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, if you zoom p- pushed in like you'd be so hard to see the waves of enemies that that doesn't seem like the optimal platform mm-hmm. for it I think just a lot of like the like the streamer people catching on to it pretty early wouldn't have happened if it was on mobile only. Mm. It's so hard, though, because I feel like so many of these games, like, uh, well, yeah, like Among Us, right? Yeah. That game is out forever. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the One right played it. people, the right circle and found it. Soda pop. And then it blew up. Yep. 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 That's true. All right. This is from Jason Wojnar. I am happy for Metroid Prime Remastered because I played it about a decade ago on GameCube, but my friend's copy was scratched and froze at certain oh, no. parts. Now I can finally beat it. Any games you were never able to finish because your copy was defective? Well, I don't know about finish. Oh, we just had a oh. nice community showcase submission about this. Oh, yeah, we had a, a patron who submitted uh, about their. Uh, they have a podcast to do with their brother. And they talked about Xenogears, um, mm. how uh, this too was so scratch. Like it, it was, I guess it wasn't even scratch. It just wouldn't load past a cutscene, and they were trying to like email or write in to Square Enix letters, like actual <laughs> letters to Square Enix, saying, "Can you please replace this or do something about it?" And they never got a reply. And eventually, they just sent the disc into them with a letter. And a few months later, they got like a brand new copy sent to them. Wow, that's so cool! <laughs> so they have. A fully working version with two discs, and then they have a jewel case with just disc one. 
and I'm missing this too. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, so it was pretty good to hear that story. Uh, anything for you, Blood? Yeah, or? no. The uh, I, and I've told the story before, and I, ha- I think I even have a clip of it so- somewhere. But uh, Final Fantasy V. This story, if if you remember it, you know where I'm going. So basically, I do. yeah, um, I had, you know, the first time it came out was on the PlayStation version, and I had bought that day one or whatever. And then I never got around to playing through Final Fantasy V. Um, and then eventually, after I got a PS3, I was like, I was like in this like phase of like trying to catch up on Final Fantasy games. And so I brought Final Fantasy V and my PS3 home with me over Christmas. And I was like, cool, I'm going to finally play through this game. And I get into it, and there's this rare bug with it that because of what it was nobody bothered to patch out but when you played that disc on a ps3 it had like a 60 to 70 percent chance of crashing the game when you went to save (laughs) and so i'm like well you know i'm here for two weeks, I'm not gonna be able to dig out a PlayStation or anything. I still want to play this game, so here, you know, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll like, I'll just grind like crazy. I'll just be over leveled through this game and just power through it, just to you know see it and see the story or whatever. And that was working for me for a good while. And then I got 30, 40 something hours in, and oh, and I was just leaving the PlayStation on yeah. without saving. Yeah, just leaving the PlayStation well, three on for nervous. like a week. And I get to, I think its name was Atmos or whatever, this boss, that it didn't just kill your party members. It, like, sucked them into a black hole. Yep. So that you can't revive them with a phoenix down. Oh, no. And I didn't know what to do with that on my first run. And that was that was it. Yeah, that was the end. Where do you go? Yeah, <laughs> Boy, yeah. that's very nice. <laughs> that was hardcore. That's a child, mode. Yeah, it's a hardcore. Yeah, child run. the damn XCOM Iron Man. Yeah, that hurts. Uh, I got one, but luckily I beat this game before this happened to me. So the game was Zack and Wiki. Okay. Oh yeah, Wii I never game. did finish Zack and Wiki. I got stuck. Beat Zack. Yeah, Zack and Wiki's hard. Beat Zack and Wiki. Cool. One day. Someone spilt the game case was open by the way. Someone spilt soda oh. all over it, dude. <laughs> just all over it. The disc, the case, man. It's just mm. dead. I was like, no. And it turns out that's like some super rare game now. And oh, I'm just like, yeah. oh, oh no, dude. My Zach. At least I got to beat it, but still. Yikes. It hurts. Ouch. Yeah. Jeff. There's your there's your investment plan, <laughs> everybody. If there's some weird little game that they don't make a lot of copies of, be buy a second that. copy. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> then sell it. This in like happened years. pretty recently after it came out. I had no idea, you know, yeah. that it become this. Yeah, rare game. Uh, yeah. So many of those games were like, these were like the five dollar, fifteen dollar bargain bin games at one point. Yeah, yeah that. Right. And then all of a sudden they go go up in price. It's like why that not Red Steel? It's like <laughs> probably didn't make a lot of copies of Zack and Wiki. It was a Capcom game, dude. Mm-hmm. All right, this final question is from the champ. When creating a character in a game, do you create someone who looks like you or do you uh, do a or do you create a fictional character or are you someone that just creates some kind of abomination? 
<laughs> I usually never create uh, cre- create characters slash avatars that look like me. I just can't put myself in games like that because I know it's not me. I don't even use my name. I usually just create characters that fits the world. Or in games like Mass Effect, I just use the defaults since they are voice and they are the characters they develop and developers intended. Uh, I kind of do all of it. I do myself in some games, but in some games I make like weirdos big time. Like you, you guys saw our BDO stream, our character creator stream. That big yep. boy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it, I, my hand is kind of guided by the character creator itself. Um, oh sure. I think in some cases, you know, you like you're saying, like in some cases, I will make a character that looks like me, and I'll use my name because I can't think of anything else or whatever. And then others, like I get into the character creator and I, you know, start messing around with it, and it's like. Yeah, you know, I kind of like this the way this guy sure. looks or this woman looks or whatever. And yeah. and then sort of based on how they look, I come up with a weird name. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm not the kind of person either, like, spend two hours in a character creator right. there. It's like, you know, let's get this moving on. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. if yeah, there's nothing. bridges and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there, if there's nothing that, like, strikes me that would be, like, me, I just, like, make whatever. Yeah. It depends on the mood and, like, how the character creator, how, how comprehensive it is. Um, like with Elden Ring, I just, my first character is named Chris because one of the most Chris gen- Redfield, <laughs> the most, the most generic Sick. name possible. <laughs> and I went to the settings, like, all right, just make it like as generic as possible because it's funny. Because I'm gonna be in armor the whole time. Like, I'm yeah, gonna see yeah. my dumb you character. So I don't even character. care about this. I'm gonna put a helmet on in like ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. I don't, my character's general- always got that dumb stone helmet thing. Yeah, on you're it. the prison person, right? The prison. <laughs> I started with that, but then I, now I've got like the what are the gargoyle ones? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't generally do like a like trying to make it look as weird or abomination style but mm-hmm. like I definitely use the randomizer sometimes like if I'm just looking mm. over it and it's like I really just want to play a game and I want to look kind of like cool I'll keep hitting randomize till something like you know catches my fancy yeah. and I'm like alright cool you're it let's yeah. go cool yeah. Nice. nice yeah well that's it everybody that's it for Frame Trap another episode in the bag baby feels good uh, any final thoughts, dudes? Anything? Anything on the top of your oh, mind? Oh, good. Good week of games. That's right. So many games. Yeah. So many damn We're games. We're going to record more stuff about more games that we can't talk That's about right. in this episode right yes, now. Yes, and yeah. there's a lot of <laughs> exciting stuff coming up, and I'm tired already. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it, everybody. Thank you for watching. Once again, check us out on Patreon.com if you want to support us. It would mean the world to us. And uh, be excellent to each other out there, and we will see you next time. <laughs>